So I apologize if I'm breaking up or if I'm um, not coming through clearly because it looks like I can see that my signal is really low. Weird that I'm on the highest speed, second highest speed, second fastest speed internet you can get if you are in fact a civilian. And I'm, I have a cell tower within a mile of my house, yet because I live uh, uh, in, in between three military or two military bases and two international airports, literally, except for the east side, all the south, the north, and the west of um, airports. Now, the, uh, for whatever reason, I'm doing okay. Now, let me turn off this overlay. Show this out, show this out, show this out. There, there I am. There's one for the, the MP4. Well, Denise, welcome. If you're out there, say hello. There goes my uh, internet. Internet's literally just dropping down to one little teeny smidge of a bar, going back up and then slamming back down and then going back up and slamming back down. It's literally been doing that since I logged in and, and just before I was going live. The entire time that I was on here for an hour, over an hour, on the computer doing stuff, not an issue. At 3.52... I noticed it started getting a little glitchy by 3.55 p.m., five minutes before it was supposed to go live. The Internet decided it was going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. That's what it's been doing ever since. Then when I went to go live, it didn't go live. Then uh, it said that uh, StreamYard was having a problem and not answering, and I think that was because my Internet was not working. And then I went to go live, and it didn't say I was live. And apparently I was live, and the music started. Then it stopped. Then I had to restart it, and then I had to re-go live, and it said that I was live the entire time once it got started, so probably recorded that way. I apologize for you guys out there in the in the world for that kind of craziness that was going on. Like I said, show this out, show this out, show this out. We are on Love One Session 10, uh, so we'll get into that, right? But I wanted to tell everybody hi. It's uh, a week before Thanksgiving. Next Friday is going to be Black Friday. I will be on the air unless something crazy happens. I will be on the air. Some of you, most of you probably won't. You guys can listen to the show afterwards. Most of you in the MP3 file broadcast in 99, well, actually all of you, uh, because I don't broadcast that live. Uh, that goes out uh, on the air after this. But I'm working on uh, simulcasting uh, with that live. Uh, so I'll be doing that hopefully. Uh, so, I mean, you guys can listen to it off of, you know, anything on the MP4 file. You don't have to look at the video. You can just listen to the sound, turn the audio off. I mean, the audio on and turn the video off. Or just no, they'll look at it. That's fine. But the MP3 broadcast goes out afterwards. And uh, those you guys, for some, you know, for whatever reason, in the beginning, nobody was able to go live there unless I went live there exclusively. Well, it looks like now I can do that on a platform or two. So I'm looking about looking at doing that so that there's the MP4 file live for people to see and the mp3 file so you guys hopefully we can get the chat in there otherwise i'll put up another monitor like i used to do i used to have two monitors plus the main monitor so i had three computers running all at the same time to do the show i can get back to that easily i can put up another monitor or monitor the chat in my, on my phone use that as a monitor whatever so we'll figure that out okay so i will be live next week on black friday i you know when i was in retail it was all hands on deck and for the 12 years I was in retail. I never got a break Black Friday. We were always working sun up to sundown, literally. We didn't get any time off in retail from September until January, literally. We'd get, if we were lucky if we had a day off. 
a non-joke. We worked from September through, especially when I was in the craft industry, when I was working for Michaels and Aaron Brothers, because Christmas starts in September, right? All the holidays start in September uh, because people make the stuff for the holidays. So they have to be able to buy the stuff. So, so holidays for us start in September and go October, November, December, and then, uh, you know, all the way up to January 1st. And then it just slams down retails the same way. That's why all the money is made in retail from September to December, especially, or to January. And especially for general retail, all the money is made in October, November, and December, three months out of the year. That's, that's where they make all their profit. Okay. So, right, Denise says, I'll be there, right? You're not going to go out shopping. Some of you are going to run out because you, you buy into, uh, you know, oh, sales, sales. They jack up the price, guys. I was in retail. They have a markup. And if they can get you to pay a 300% markup on something, they will. And what we mean by that is, <clears throat> pardon me, what, the, what that means is they buy stuff in bulk. So they get from wholesale, which if you go to the wholesale outlets, they're not wholesale. You used to go there and get a discount. And, you know, this, wholesale prices are bargained only by corporations. And they, you know, you could buy like, here's a, a perfect example, a little candle votive, the little teeny round white one that's about, you know, an inch tall and, and it sits in a little piece of plastic and you guys pay like 50 to 75 cents for each one. When I was back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I was in retail, we paid five cents and charged you guys at the time. We raised it to 50 cents. So that's like a 500% markup. Right. If it's 25 cents, it's a 500 percent markup because I'm, I paid five cents and I'm charging you five times what I paid for it. So that's how it works. So when you go to the outlets, what they're supposed to be wholesale outlets, you're not getting it. You can't go find that candle voted for five cents. They're going to charge you the same price, maybe give you a discount. You can set up. But the truth is they sell it for five cents and they make it for one or two. Do you understand? That's how money's made. That's why you have that recommended uh, thing, you know, for the cars too, recommended dealer, whatever they call that, RSP or whatever that is, recommended uh, uh, dealer uh, markup or whatever. Same thing. The car costs the company to make it complete, even in shipping it. It probably costs them maybe 10 grand and they sell it to you for 45,000 and then they, uh, then they finance it to you. So by the time you're done, paying for the the vehicle financed you end up paying three times what the vehicle's worth not a joke you can look it up houses are the same way if you have if you insure your house the house will be insured for the cost of what it'll take to build the house not what the the house is actually worth right so if you have a house that's worth a million dollars but it only takes seventy five thousand dollars to make that million home they will only pay you seventy five thousand rebuild that home that, that you can immediately put on the market for over a million dollars. That's how all that works. Most people don't know that because you guys don't take economics classes or savings classes or any of that stuff because they don't teach that anymore. I was in retail and you had to know that. Okay. So let's get into that. Yes, this is live, Robert. Yes. Robert Johnson said, is this live? Yes, this is live. And if you happen to be in one of the chats, guys, that, and I am looking at the chat, Robert, I didn't look at it. I'm reading it. It's on the monitor right in front of me here. So I apologize for not answering you more promptly, right? 
Uh, yeah, if you're Robert, if you're here for the law of one, then you're in the right place. If that was your next question. Hello, can someone please uh, tell me if I'm in the right place? See, look, I'll put it up on the screen so you know that I'm I'm actual real. I'm here, uh, and I'm able to take questions. So yes, yeah, so we're we are going to get into the law of one. I was killing a little bit of time. I always kill ten or twelve or fifteen minutes just to let people show up and and go find the right place. Just the law of one. What are we doing? Is this what's the topic? All those questions that you would ask, which you did because you're here for the first time, right? <laughs> so, and Julie, thank you for uh, welcome, by the way, and and welcome, Robert, and anybody else that's here. Julie, thank you for answering, Robert, uh, because you know me. I was talking, wasn't reading the chat. Okay, so. I'm holding up my microphone because I'm going to put it between the speakers. My sister last week. Boom, why are you holding little teeny mic? In the beginning of the show, you would know why I was doing that, right? Because the boom mic is is a pain in the butt to take the microphone and put it in between the speakers because this computer base doesn't have an internal microphone. So therefore, I have to have a microphone up in front of the speakers. <laughs> Robert's laughing. You're right. You're welcome, Robert. Okay, so. Let's let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. This is uh, the law of one. You can see it on your screen. I'm going to go in full screen here to get my off. You don't need to see me. And it's not responding to me now. We'll have to, I'll have to wait for it. There it goes. So it's being slow. I apologize. Uh, there's a lag in my controls. I don't know what's going on. Oh, I see. The internet is deciding to slam down again. So I apologize when that does happen, guys. I'm paying for literally, if I'm on Xfinity, not getting paid by them to give them a commercial. Um, I'm on Xfinity, and I'm literally paying for the second fastest internet speed that you can have on the planet. Not a joke. I've looked it up. Unless you're not a civilian, okay? Those That stuff, you have no idea. You have no idea what kind of internet speed. They never go down. They're satellite linked up. They just like a sat phone. Their computers are either internal and they're completely Faraday caged away from all the rest of the universe when they need to do that, or uh, they have their, their own servers either way, right? And they have these incredible banks of blade servers that are insane. So let's go ahead now that the internet is literally just going up and down, up and down, up and down. I apologize for that. Let's get started before this program. Uh, for the text-to-speech decides that it wants to die, right? Okay, so let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and we'll start the, the law of one. You can see it was January 27th, 1981. This is session 10 of the law of one. Oh, another note you can see on your screen, for those of you who are brand new, those of you who have been here, you know that this computer program, which I have an up, up, a new one, which I'm, I'm fishing for one. I was doing that for a couple hours today trying to find a, one that will work. Uh, it, when I have just raw there with RA, the computer says RA is driving me nuts. So I changed it and added the H there. So if you see the H, that is a typo because I corrected that and added that so the computer would stop saying RA. I am RA, right? That's annoying. You'll still get froggy uh, computer. I don't know why it does that. That's why I'm going to get a better program. I'm not paying for that program. It's free. Um, I'm not going to tell you the name of the program because it's shit. Uh, and it's old anyway, so I'm looking for a new one. But everybody wants you to charge you for everything these days. Nobody wants to let you do anything for free, and then everything starts at 100 or $200, right? That's just like to give you a wonder pill in the on television. This will help you to do everything, and you'll snake oil. It's a snake oil salesman on television these days, and it starts at $90 or $100 a month. And then they go, well, we'll give it to you for this low, low price of $49.99. And the same thing, they have a 500 to a 700% markup on it. 
And if you look that stuff up and buy that shit from a company that sells vitamins individually, you'll pay half the price and get 90 days supply of the same thing you would pay $100 a month for. Right. And they just make crap up and lie. That's one of the reasons why we're stuck. It's why we're here in this. And we're going to talk about right here. Questions came up last week because we were talking about Molbeck. Uh, and so then and I knew that this was coming up because that's the progression. And I knew that. So session 10 gets right into let's talk about Moldeck and what was going on with them and how they got stuck and all of that. OK, we covered Mars and I talked about Moldeck and explained to you. But they're going to know Raw is going to tell you that. So they're going to talk about it. All right. So here we go. Let's go ahead and, and uh, start this. January 27, 1981. 10.0 Ra, I am Ra. I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator. I communicate now. 10.1 Questioner, I think it would clarify things for us to go back to the time just before the transfer of souls from Maldek. See how the law of one operated with respect to this transfer and why this was necessary. What happened to Maldek or the people on Maldek to cause them to lose their planet? How long ago did the occur. Ra, I am Ra. The peoples of Maldek had a civilization somewhat similar to that of the societal complex known to you as Atlantis in that it gained much technological information and used it without care for the preservation of their sphere following to a majority extent the complex of thought, ideas, and actions which you may associate with your so-called negative polarity or the service to self. This was, however, for the most part, couched in a sincere belief slash thought structure which seemed to the perception of the mind-slash-body complexes of a sphere to be positive and ours. Its disintegration resulted from what you call war. The escalation went to the furthest extent of the technology the social complex had at its disposal in the space-slash-time present of the then-time. This time was approximately 705-000-705,000 of your years ago. The cycles had begun much much earlier upon the sphere due to its relative ability to support the first dimensional life forms at an earlier point in the space-slash-time continuum of your solar system. These entities were so traumatized by this occurrence that they were in what you may call a social complex knot or tangle of fear. Some of your time passed. No one could reach them. No beings could aid them. Approximately 600,000, 600,000 of your years ago, the then existing members of the Confederation were able to deploy a social memory complex and untie the knot of fear. The entities were then able to recall that they were conscious. This awareness brought them to the point upon what you would call the lower astral planes where they could be nurtured until each mind slash body slash spirit complex was able finally to be healed of this trauma to the extent that each entity was able to examine the distortions it had experienced in the previous life slash illusion complex. After this experience of learn-slash-teaching, the group decision was to place upon itself a type of what you may call karma alleviation. For this purpose they came into incarnation within your planetary sphere in what were not acceptable human forms. This then they have been experiencing until the distortions of destruction are replaced by distortions towards the desire for a less distorted vision of service to others. Since this was the conscious decision of the great majority of those beings in the Maldek experience, the transition to this planet began approximately 500,000, 500,000 of your years ago and the type of body complex available at that time was used. Okay, so think about that now, right? All 
what was just covered there, right? So 500,000 years ago, there was life on this planet that was sentient, okay? But it wasn't human like we have now because uh, that was not available uh, at, at that time. It wasn't until uh, later on. It wasn't until about 250,000 years. I mean, let's let's go back and even in our uh, looking at our evolution of what we've dug up, right? However, 500,000 years ago, there were people on walking this earth from Maldek that were sentient, just as aware that they were as we are. Okay, they weren't. They were. They, they were bipedal, so they were human. But they're not, they weren't, you know, uh, Homo sapiens sapien, which is what we are. However, they were very similar, right? We know that when you look at the hominids that were here back in the day. So they, so let's cover quickly, right? Let's recap what Ra just said. They, they told us that something happened, but they didn't really get into what had happened here. They talked about that before, and I talked about that before. The people in Moldek were at war with other people. That's how we ended up with the moon here, because the moon uh, was a, a military base. In fact, it was a it is a ship, self-contained like a Death Star. That's where I got, they got the idea of the Death Star. The moon itself wasn't the the engine of the moon was was broken during the war. The Moldekians blew themselves into smithereens, blew their planet up. And it now is the Kuiper Belt that we have here floating around in our solar system it used to be a planet okay and they blew themselves up and in doing so they literally put the entire species on that planet everybody who was on that planet or or in that planet or uh, you know or in orbit around that planet that died and in that explosion the our moon was damaged the the the, the propulsion system of our moon was damaged in, in fact, it was our moon was a satellite orbiting the, a moon of Mildek. Okay, it was a military platform and a military base, and it broke down and it was abandoned. Okay, and the reason this was a, a raw has said here that that uh, the technology of, and and their society was similar to Atlantis. Those people who did escape, okay, came to Earth. And then the people who were frozen also came to Earth. That's why we have Atlantis. The technology from Atlantis is the technology from Moldek. That's one of the reasons why we're learning that technology now. Not because it is here and we're digging it up in, in you know, but that, that's part of it because of Antarctica. Um, you know, that, that whole Atlantis thing where people don't want to admit that it's there and military bases ancient from people, humans, who had space travel. The Luciferians, those who were following the general Lucifer, who was associated here now with the devil. So Satan and Lucifer have become synonymous on this planet. Which, in a sense, when you're trying to describe Satan, is in fact a construct. Satan is not, in fact, an entity that is real. 
it was borrowed from the Eastern philosophical thought from the Chinese and them having like 33 levels of spirituality and, and you know, the bottom 13 or so were hell. Or the place that they called that, right? Hell is, the word hell comes from the, the Viking language, Norwegian language, and that and that philosophical thought, that, that spiritual way of practice. They had what they called hell. No one else called it that. There was other names for it, right? Purgatory and things like that. But the word hell comes from the Vikings when they were the ones who were in charge of this planet, which they've now proven through DNA testing that the Vikings, specifically from Norway, were the first people that they've found so far, chasing everything back, that actually conquered the known planet. Way well before the Greeks, well before the Romans, well before the Chinese. And that in fact, they have now proven that the Native Americans, the ancient Native Americans, or native to North America, Central America, South America, were in fact Europeans. They've proven that through DNA science, not crazy conspiracy theory, you know, uh, out on the fringe UFO people who wish that that were true. Okay. And it all started when the people in Australia and Stephen and Evan Strong were driving that. I know them personally. I still talk to them. I used to talk to them almost daily, especially Evan. He and I still uh, communicate at least once or twice a week, every, at least once a month because they have a show. And he's always inviting me to uh, watch their show because I used to promote their show for years to help them uh, whenever they were doing a, a webinar or any kind of event. I don't do that stuff anymore. I rarely produce any more uh, shows, but I, I do for Ancient Aliens Worldwide, which I created uh, back in 2012. You can go to that group on Facebook. It's the largest alien hunting group on the face of the planet other than MUFON, the website, not the not the groups on Facebook, because they're not even a third of the size or a fourth of the size or a fifth of the size of Ancient Aliens Worldwide. So they blew themselves up and put their entire species into a catatonic state, not physically, but spiritually, because of thermonuclear detonation. We talked about this way back in the beginning. I haven't mentioned it much. The, I, if you watch the intro video that is played for my show, if you're on the MP3 file, you just hear the music. But if you watch the MP4 file version, which is on Facebook and YouTube, if you watch that, you'll see, I, I talk about this all the time, there's a, a radial image of a human brain cell and the same radial image of the universe. And they're identical, except for the universe itself has like a billion more neural pathways. Okay, these are glia pathways, ganglia pathways. Okay, and so nuclear, the, a nuclear explosion, that nuclear reaction that happens during that process of a nuclear explosion by splitting the atom causes a shockwave that resonates on the pathways of energy that connect everything and bind everything in the in the universe okay the the 
if you're if you know anything about uh, uh, Jediism, the Jedi's talk about the mitochondrial, which is the force. Mitochondrial is the is what the force in your DNA, right? The energy that makes it up in a human DNA. But outside of that, the force and how the force binds everything. That energy that they're referring to, uh, of the force energy is the spiritual energy that is and binds everything in the universe. That is that pathway that Einstein figured in theory with the relativity. And they have proven since then that two objects that are, are in fact attached to one another, no matter what the distance, if one object is stimulated the other object is also stimulated no matter how far the distance apart those two objects are. There is a pathway that they have they have all postulated. Now, why does Leo know this? He's a nerd. Why well, physics was my major in college. I was going to be a nuclear physicist until I realized just that all the rumors were true, that the governments do, in fact, try to weaponize everything otherwise you don't get grants and they take everything from you so i decided that i wasn't going to give them any secrets so i stopped okay i stopped working for them but continued and i've since destroyed everything that i ever wrote down so there is nothing written down and everything that i do is is i talk about it on here so it is it is there for people to find i am monitored by the government also monitored from off-world. I know this. I've been told that by many, many different people. So I don't try to give them any information. But I do try to give them some spiritual guidance and spiritual information because if the people, some of these scientists actually listen, which some of them are, not just to me, but to other people that are talking this stuff. They start unpacking and realizing what these scientists who worked away from society, that they either killed to get their information or took it afterwards, like they did with Tesla, stole all of his stuff afterwards. Donald Trump's uncle, as a matter of fact, by the by the government of the United States was told to go and raid his and get all of his stuff. It was it was literally Donald Trump's uncle who did that. You can look that up. I'm not making that up. I'm not anti-Trump. I'm not for Trump. I don't buy into that religion if anybody knows anything about me. Okay, so the Moldekians blew themselves up and froze themselves Right, I know Julie says, "Be careful, truth is more dangerous than the lies." But yeah, and the algorithm will get me, Julie. Right, <laughs> and I'll get kicked off the air. Right, okay. So they blew themselves into a smithereens, and they literally damaged their immortal souls because the nuclear explosion, when you split the atom, literally sends a shock wave along the neural pathways of the universe itself. That does damage to the human soul. All the People that were here on Earth, we are all damaged, by the way, because of all the nuclear testing that has gone and is going on in, above, and on the Earth. We are radioactive, radio, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're probably going to glow for a million years. Not, not quite that bad, but you know what I mean. Right, Penny, welcome. Welcome, dear. I'm glad that, you've, I'm glad that you're here. So, so the Moldekians got themselves stuck and got damaged. So it took them, like you you heard that they were stuck for like 600,000 years. It took them another, or the other way around, 
It took them like 600,000 years to actually heal their immortal souls to the point where they realized again that they were. They became sentient again. They literally were frozen. Their immortal souls were stuck and, and people found them and nurtured them. Right, you hear that that the that the the uh, um, the the uh, uh, coalition found them, saved them, and lowered their vibration to a to a two D vibration, and nurtured them until they were able to to become aware, self aware once again, and then they were uh, uh, reintroduced to the second dimensional life until. Because their whole society was was you know uh, in service to self, not in, so that's why they were at war. They're not in service to others. You heard Raw just say that that they literally um, had to repent and become in service to others, and the majority of the population chose that. Then they were reintroduced into a third dimensional body on this planet. 500,000 years ago. Okay? So those people were, and some of them are still here, but but not, you know, they're descendants. They're, there's a, it's rare that there is any actual Moldekians. I hear there's about 30,000 that actually went through. 30 to, to 50,000, I'm, I'm getting 60,000. 30 to 60,000 souls that went through that 100,000 or, you know, almost a million years ago, hundreds of thousands of years ago, 200,000 years ago, not a million, 200,000 years ago, they were still actually here on this planet, okay? But it's rare. Those those were the ones who didn't immediately be, get healed, didn't immediately choose to upgrade to the third, so it took them a little bit longer recycling over and over and over until they chose that, and then they're, so they're here now. That's why we have the nuclear weapons that we have. Raw will talk about that. I don't know if he talks about it right here. I believe they do. Okay. I believe they do, but I, I, I'm not exactly sure. So don't quote me, but I believe that they, they do because they explain that the reason that we have nuclear weapons in that whole dichotomy of whether or not we're going to blow ourselves into smithereens is because not just the Moldekians, but the people from Mars as well, the, as well, the Martians, as we call them, Marcians, they also had uh, destructive weapons, particle beam weapon, which did damage to the surface of Mars and the surface of this planet, right? And they also blew themselves into smithereens, but they didn't get stuck. They weren't frozen, but they, they ended up here as well, okay? So you have people that are indigenous life forms to this third dimension, or to this Earth in first and second, who graduated to the third dimension that are currently on this planet. And then you have Moldekians, a few of those, and a lot of Martians. It's like a third of the population of the Earth are from Mars. Not quite now, back in 1981. Because now there's two-thirds of the planet. The population in 1981, when Ra was talking to Don, which is going on right here, January of 1981, population of the Earth was only 2.7 um, billion people. We are now at 7.9 billion people, okay, in 2022 and almost 2023. And out of that, three quarters are new arrivals. Three quarters of the people of the population of this earth 
are in fact new arrivals and and more than three quarters of that three quarter are in fact wanderers from a higher plane who have come here to help not in service to self there's only like three people that are manifesting in human bodies right now that were willing on the service to self side to come back onto the planet and that's rare i don't even think there's three anymore okay they don't do that because they're in service to self they don't they're, they're self-gratification only, self-advancement only. They don't care to help anybody. Why would they want to go back and help people uh, in the third become, what, more evil? They, they don't care. They, I got mine. You get yours is their attitude, right? You got to remember that, okay? So, so when you hear about wanderers or walk-ins, they are 99.9% .9 of the time in service to others. But it doesn't mean that they are because they could still be stuck. Because when you come here, you get mind wiped just like anybody else. You don't know what's going on. And if you don't wake up and remember that you're here to, to be in service to others and you don't have that strong enough constitution to, to do it anyways, you can be corrupted. And if you're in the wrong, uh, you know, if you're, if you're in the wrong genre, they come after you anyway. They, they try to recruit everybody. You look at what they do to all the actors and actresses, all the singers, all of the songwriters, all of the people who write books and movies, all everybody. I, they came after me. They still try to recruit me. Okay. And if they can't recruit you, then they try to stifle you and they make sure you don't get ahead because they don't want anybody knowing about you. The first they used to kill us, then they can't do that anymore. So then they try to, then they stifle you. And control you and if they can't stifle if they can't control you then they stifle you that's what they do that's their game that's that's their religion okay so the Moldekians got stuck and some of them are still here and the remnants of the people who came here so you have to realize that too not everybody who came here was in service to others because some came here as refugees from that war that was when Atlantis was built by the luciferians okay which were people that were in that were part of that society some of them were not on living on maldek some of them were living in other planets but they were still part of that alliance okay and they lost that war and then they escaped to this reality to this planet they literally physically came here in spaceships and then built their cities because when they got here like you do, and they used to do this back in the day with our wooden boats. If you wanted your men to to be loyal to what you were doing, trying to colonize a place, you would scuttle your ships. You would take everything from your ships, and you would use that to build your longhouse and everything else so that there was no way to go home. Vikings started doing that. The Europeans followed suit. A lot of times, that's what they would do. They would either sink their ships so you were stuck here, and they would have to build another ship, and you'd have to know somebody who's a shipbuilder to do that. Or they would dismantle their ship and use it to build a hall and make every, force everybody to stay. So nobody could get mad and go, that's it, we're going home and mutiny. Because that did happen. Okay, So that's why people would do that. Or everybody would get off the boat and the boat would sail away and head back home and you're stranded here. Okay, So they did the same thing. People, you guys don't, don't realize that most people don't think in terms of 3D reality, even on a micro or on a macrocosm, macro scale to our micro scale.
Okay, people who are living in third third dimension, whether they're on this planet or have space travel, they still are exactly like us. There is no difference, just technology or variances like the Andromedans, for instance, who are very pro uh, um, uh, passing forward and in, in all of their knowledge. So they don't teach. They don't try to. They don't force everybody to not know anything and force them to pay to learn everything so that only the rich and the elite get to learn certain things and the peasants don't they don't do that at all so by the time their kids uh you know graduate high school they know everything that the entire society has to offer them unless they don't want to learn a certain thing because they're trying to become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever okay it's not like here Everything's freely given, and your parents try to teach your kids as much as they can learn so that they learn it faster than they did and more than they did so that they advance the species and they advance the knowledge and everything goes forward faster and it's far more efficient. And they're not like us because they don't have so much nefariousness. We have 10 to 12% evil people that live on this planet. And they put themselves into a position of power exclusively because of their religion, which is you know, the, the dark side of the force, which is literally slavery, control, corruption, money, power, everything, okay? Military, government, corporations, all of that caste system is their religion, okay? So let's continue. So the people of Mobile got stuck, and it took them, you know, it took them 75,000 years for anyone to notice they were stuck, okay? And then it took them 100, what did they say, 150 or 250,000 years before they could actually get to them and save all of their souls. And then it took them another couple hundred thousand years for them to uh, become self-aware again. And then once they did that and then they made the decision, they were reintegrated into our society. And that's where we are. Okay, let's continue. Ten point two questioner. Was the body complex available at that time what we refer to as the ape type? Ra, that is correct. 10.3 questioner, and have any of the Maldek entities transformed now? Are they now still second density or are they forming some third density planet now? Ra, the consciousness of these entities has always been third density. The alleviation mechanism was designed by the placement of this consciousness in second dimensional physical chemical complexes which are not able to be decked or manipulative to the extent which is appropriate to the workings of the third density distortions of the mind complex. 10.4 Questioner, well, have any of these entities moved on now? May they, shall we say, graduation at the end of a 75,000 year cycle and gotten out of the second density body into third density type bodies? Ra, I am Ra. Many of these entities were able to remove the accumulation of what you call karma thus being able to accept a third density cycle within a third density body. Most of those beings so succeeding have incarnated elsewhere in the creation for the succeeding cycle in third density. As this planet reached third density, some few of these entities became able to join the vibration of the sphere in the third mind slash body slash spirit coordination of distortions, the previous action taken by them. Therefore, they remain. 10.5 Questioner, are these the Bigfoot you spoke of? Ra, I am Ra. These are one type of Bigfoot. 10.6 Questioner, 
then our present race is formed of a few who originally came from Maldek and quite a few who came from Mars. Are there entities here from other places? Ra, I am Ra. There are entities experiencing your time-slash-space continuum who have originated from many, many places, as you would call them, in the creation, for when there is a cycle change, those who must repeat then find a planetary sphere appropriate for this repetition. It is somewhat unusual for a planetary mind-slash-body-slash-spirit complex to contain those from many, many, various loci, but this explains much, for, you see, you are experiencing the third-dimensional occurrence with a large number of those who must repeat the cycle. The orientation, thus, has been difficult to unify even with the aid of many of your teach-slash-learners. This is why you have these theories out there that this is, in fact, a penal colony, a prison planet that was designed by three-dimensional jailers and that everybody's stuck here. That's, un that's not true. Okay. This is, in fact, a place where, where, the, where the, you know, the bad kids go, right, or the slow kids go. Not saying that you guys out there that are listening to this, because remember, I'm telling you, and I just told you, that three-quarters of the population of the souls that are now incarnate on this planet are actually here to help. Okay, so what, but one-third of the indigenous population is the troublemakers, pretty much, from this area of the, of the galaxy. Okay. It happens to be one of those places that those people who need more and more uh, recycling go to. So, unfortunately, you have people that are not, not just slow. You don't have those people. Oh, they're so special, right? We in the United States, that's the term we use in the United States. Oh, he's special. She's special, right? They're just, oh, he's just so special. Isn't he special? That's, that's, a, that's a, a nice way of saying there's not exactly, you know, or what's the term? I just saw it on... And I loved it because I've said it a million times. It's also a Southern term, uh, but it was literally just on um, NCIS a couple of weeks ago uh, where one of the characters said that person's a couple sandwiches short of a picnic. That comes from the South. And they're a couple sandwiches short of a picnic, that one right there. Right. And I ain't saying much, but his elevator don't go all the way to the top floor. Right. It sounds better when you say it with an accent. Right. So, But I don't know what, if they have sayings like that in other countries. I'm sure you guys do. Okay, but that we say that right. A couple sandwiches short of a picnic. An elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. That kind of stuff, or you know, we'll say something close to that. These elevator only goes to the third floor. I'm just saying, right? The lower the floor is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Casey, welcome. You're not late. You you know what? A wizard is never late. Neither is a, a wizardess or a witch. Right? We arrive precisely when we are meant to. <laughs> I love that in Lord of the Rings, the, the, the first book, when Gandalf shows up and he's told, you're late. I'm not late. A wizard arrives exactly when he is supposed to. So you're not late. You got here exactly when you're supposed to. Well, welcome. So... So we, we have the Moldekians that got caught, and they're here right now. What's happening on this planet is, you know, people were the people that were here a little bit troubled. Yes, because you had warlike people from two different planets in our solar system who ended up down here on this Earth. But you had refugees from that. So what, you, what happens is you had this influx, and these were not penal colonies. 
So whenever you hear people say that, especially with this, this UFO community today, they just got it in their head that we're just stuck and this is a penal colony. And, uh, you know, that's part of the lie that they tell. And I went through all of that on the show when I was breaking down and unpacking the interview with the alien from Roswell that didn't happen, quote, finger quotes in the air, that didn't happen, that didn't exist, that didn't take place on the military base on Roswell. And that the by the nurse who wasn't there, who never existed and was never in the military, and she didn't uh, wasn't a nurse on the uh, base at the time in Roswell, New Mexico, and they didn't use her because she had uh, uh, ESP abilities. And that this alien, who was a female sentient being, calling herself Errol, didn't communicate with this nurse that didn't exist and none of this ever happened, who had military documents um, that she gave before she was, uh, when she was in Scotland or Ireland. I haven't verified either. I was told Scotland, but I've also been told Ireland. It doesn't matter because they're literally 50 miles away from each other. Uh, one's on Ireland and the other one is, is uh, you know, a part of the, uh, part of England, but that island. So, uh, either this is, and I and I know about that, right? And before she decided to, because she was dying, and because euthanasia is legal there, uh, that's why I was told it was in Scotland. But I thought that wasn't legal there, and it was Ireland. But you know, my buddy who's in Ireland said it was the other way around. So she then uh, gave herself a lethal injection or had the assisted suicide. And but prior to that, she took all of the information that she had stole from and kept from the CIA at the time and. The, the military at the time and gave it to uh, a guy who put it all together and I got the video that he put together with uh, reading all of the material after it was correlated and put together and I did 28 episodes 28 weeks unpacking everything that happened and transpired there that didn't happen in real life and that story was the same and, and I explained to, to everybody exactly how and why the story was was tailored that way the story is tailored that way because that be people need to be your overlord they need to be your master and they need you to agree to that okay so they want to say uh that that's how the, they got boots on the ground here they came here to this earth to invade this is the orion crusaders that's what they were called when they set out from orion when they're all evil the whole entire empire of people in service to self there's nobody in there they root you out and find out if you're in service to others they root you out and they kill you or they do put you into a, a prison planet they caught here and they tell everybody but this is a penal colony. It's a prison planet. And that we're all caught. But I've poked holes in all that and proved there's no way that this planet is a penal colony, even though it is. That's the, telling a little bit of truth with many lies. Okay? Because third-dimensional life in and of itself, this is part of the law of one of what Ra is trying to explain. Third-dimensional life in and of itself for a soul is a trap of the mind. That's what you're, that is what your job is to grow up to become an adult and realize that this reality is in fact fake and that, it, that this reality is only exists so that you can have an organic experience of life and death because we the collective mind of the creator of the entire universe can't have that so we are pretending and thinking what it would be like if that were real and we've created scenarios in our mind and they're fragmented because our mind process is literally about a billion to 10 billion to infinity billion more capable of processes than this little teeny pea brain that we have in third dimensional life on this rock. 
So because of that, think about all the things you could imagine all at once in your head and then and then extrapolate that out to I am the creator of the entire multiverse. And how much then could I, if I could imagine and create the entire universe, why couldn't I uh, imagine and create an entire universe of individual single-minded people who could then do the same on a smaller scale? Okay, so you sit around, you daydream, and you think up scenarios. If you're talking to your friends and you guys are thinking up scenario after scenario after scenario just for fun, comedians do it all the time in a comedy think tank. Everybody does it in think tanks. That's your job. That's what a think tank is to do. After 9-11 in the United States, the government, federal government of the United States called every single scientific mind that they could imagine, every single person that had military or, or uh, conventional warfare or non-conventional warfare uh, um, uh, practice or, or teachings, and then got a hold of every, kind, every single science fiction novelist they could get a hold of. Not a joke. This is true. And said, we need you to come up with every possible scenario to, to do a mass destructive act through terrorism on the United States of America or any country on this planet. Every possible way. I came up with a whole bunch. Okay, I could imagine hundreds in seconds of things that I would do to harm people on a mass scale. So that was the job. So think about that. That's a think tank. That's what people do. They think shit up. If we can do that on that micro scale, imagine, if you will, that that's happening by the creator, and then the creator is separating each individual thought into a consciousness, and then then pretending and getting that consciousness to pretend to, to not be him, her, they, whatever whatever form that you need to be comfortable with here to describe the creator of the universe as a multiplex, as a consciousness, doesn't matter sex because there is no sex when you get that high up. That's the stuff they tried to get out of the, that's why they, they hid uh, at least five of the Dead Sea Scrolls because they referred to the creative consciousness of the universe as an androgynous being, neither, neither uh, male nor female, but male and female at the same time. Can have that when we're trying to teach people to be masculine and feminine. So they had took they took those out of the Bible, out of any out of every Bible. Okay, so we have convinced ourselves that we are individuals, and this place is designed to solidify that experience. Your mind wiped, so your immortal soul does not remember. You're born into a Peter Welcome. I was just talking about you. Yours must have been burning. I literally was just talking about what well, and the woman from uh, Roswell, New Mexico, the, the nurse who didn't exist, who didn't talk to Errol, the alien, in that non-incident that didn't happen in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947, 48. <laughs> I was just talking about you and I having a conversation about that woman and uh, at the end of her life and where she was and who she was at the time. And then you pop in. You must have heard my my words, and and uh, my your ears must have been burning, my brother, and and you pop, and you popped in. Okay, so and I know it's late in Ireland because you're what eight hours ahead of me, so you're on UK time. So you're you're either just getting ready to go out drinking, or you just got back, right? <laughs> or you never left home and you're still just hanging around drinking. All right, so 
So imagine that. Let me get back on point. This experience, this experiment, this experience is designed, right? Yeah, see, he says, yeah, I, I do I, He says, yes, I don't. I don't. My ears burning yet. So your ears were burning, right? And so he's like, yeah, well, there he was. And then he popped in. Uh, so, so we as individuals hear this entire experience, not just on Earth, but everywhere in the all of the multiverses that is third dimension. The task of yours, of ours, no matter where you are, is the same. Is to become self-aware, right? You have to... We are human beings. The purpose of that word is to tell us to signify being. Okay, we are not being human. That is what that is the condition that is happening to us. We are supposed to become. That's the pneuma, the spark of God, the spark of of the Creator. So we are supposed to become. We are. When you're born, you are a human. You are born as a human, and then you are a human being when you are conscious, pardon me, okay? So you are a being as you are growing. And your job is to then, and this is according to the law of one, okay? Not just the law of one, but every single Confucius even, every single, the Buddha, the Tao Te Chi, which is the book of the way, okay? All philosophical ideology from every single culture that survives today, that we are aware of is telling you the same story. Every religion, every theological ideology. No, you, no, it is. My audio is, I'm moving around, but my, uh, I was talking about that earlier. You weren't here at the beginning in case he asked the question. Is it just me or is there a lot of breaking going on in the audio? Um, I'm moving around a lot, which causes this thing to do that. But my uh, internet is, is also screwing up so my latency on my computer is wacky from the, from uh, three minutes to me going live until now prior to that for an hour prior to me going live there was nothing wrong with my audio nothing wrong with my latency nothing wrong with my internet speed and then when i decided to go live it got all crazy right so i am moving a lot though you know me i'm rocking back and forth in my chair and i'm getting animate i need to sit still do the same thing with the boom mic okay So I'm just going to have to break stuff here that I bought and use that to do the show on, uh, and that doesn't have any issues, right? Because it's newer. This base unit, even though I've upgraded it, is still an old base and has old jacks that are 10 or 15 years old that my plugs plug into, and that's part of the problem. I haven't replaced those. I just used the box, and I've replaced and upgraded all of the software inside and hardware inside, right? I still have to upgrade my processor to a 64-bit processor which I have here, I just haven't done. I've had it for over a year, but I, I would have to build a new box. I might just do that so that I have new connections, and then the microphone won't break up when I'm talking and jumping up and down and moving around. Okay, so the experience, to recap, what we're doing here, this is part of the law of one, which Ra is trying to get across to us. This is the literally the, the entire theme of 106 sessions, six books, is that what is the law, right? That's the laws of the universe, that there is only one creator of the universe, 
right? And the, and everything that goes along with that and all the laws that govern the third dimensional beings and all the other dimensions that he could, or they could, there I go again with the wrong vernacular, that they could explain to us between 1981 and 1984 when they were coming through Carla Rucker, the, the, the channeler at the time. Okay, so the underlying tone is that we are stuck not because this is a penal colony, as Ross say, this is a prison colony where bad people go. Or that this is a third dimensional penal colony that third dimensional beings set up and that they've captured your souls and they put you here. None of that is ever even alluded to, except for in this one paragraph right here, uh, saying that a lot of people that needed to repeat over and over came here. Okay. And the reason for that is actually just a mathematical equation. People who don't graduate after a cycle of a planet, because you have a cyclical nature that is a 75,000-year uh, nature for harvesting. That's the time when most souls would have figured out their shit and graduated to the next, to the next level, be it evil or on the good side, whether it's self-serving or uh, a service to others. And then they move on to a planet that sustains that fourth-dimensional life. And when the cycle of that planet stops yielding or supposed to be not, no longer uh, uh, supporting third-dimensional life, those people who are left over who haven't graduated yet, be it because they haven't learned what they were supposed to learn, even though they've done it through four or five or six or seven or ten or twelve lifetimes, and they still haven't graduated, have to go to the next nearest planet that sustains third-dimensional life. Now, that happens when the natural cycle of the planet ends. You're going to always have souls that now get displaced to another planet because there's people coming through that are on the planet. Like here, we have first dimensional and second dimensional life forms, and they graduate to become third dimensional. If I'm a person who just became a person and I'm only on life one or life two, and the Earth, the one that we're living on now, so it does not, no longer sustain three-dimensional life, and all souls that have to re reincarnate in third dimension now have to move to the next nearest planet that will accommodate third-dimensional life form for us to live in. So everybody who's not ready has to go there. You don't remember it because when you get there, you're born again, and you're, you've gotten mind-wiped again because you come through as a human. You're born in a body or whatever that it is that they have on that planet, okay? Whatever it is that they have on that planet, whatever the third-dimensional life form is whether it's dolphins, whales, I'm just using vernacular of, 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 you know, of, of things that are here that are familiar to you, uh, gray aliens or, or reptilians or, or whatever it is. They don't have to be corporeal form like we human beings. But if I'm just saying, let's just pretend that it's another planet where they have humans like us. You will be born there. Either way, it's a third dimensional life form where you're mind wiped and you don't know that you are the creator. And then you have to get out of that same trap. Okay, it's not a penal colony that was ever designed by another race of people that are in third dimension. Do those probably exist? Uh, yeah, but you can't control the souls. They all they have these soul traps that don't let you get out. And, and how do people know that? That's the same thing I've told you many times is, is saying the earth is flat. And that's because some guy in the 1700s sailed his ship and him and his entire crew weren't affected by the firmament who named the firmament. They're the ones who named all this stuff. And they weren't affected. None of them, which is odd. What are the odds that an entire crew of a ship, 30 to 150 people, depending on the size of their uh, ship, all of them were not affected by the firmament, which makes everybody turn to the right 
and go in circles without knowing that they're going in circles. But yet the entire crew wasn't, you didn't have one guy walking off the ship off to the side. There was no talk of, and then Bud got up and he was moving and walked off the side of the ship because we don't know why he just killed himself. But we figured out later it was the firmament and we had one third of our crew died that way. None of that happened. Okay. So that's insane. So it's the same thing. Well, we know that because how do you know that? I have memory of being caught, captured and being told that I'm supposed to come back because I'm on a mission. Yeah, if you're a wanderer, that's going to happen. Well, I had a near-death experience where I was, instead of going to heaven, they were telling me you were going back to where you came from. Yeah, because you're not actually from here. Nobody's actually from here. Only the people who came through in the very beginning of their existence who were one-dimensional to dimensional and growing and coming up then they would be going back to where they came from which is earth so there's you know you don't they don't come no one comes and gets you and says we're taking you to heaven that's a construct of a christian uh, belief in a judeo-christian the jewish hebrew religion and the in the judeo-christian religion all the other ones if you're a roman you know, the place that somebody came to get you to take you to was elysium if you were a viking if you were bohemian you were being taken to valhalla okay those are all words that they use to describe their paradise do you understand so okay denise has a question does anyone ever come back that are not mind wiped um yes but uh, yes that happens more than you think wanderers come through all the time and people who but when you when we talk about this and you see it in movies and television shows uh I, i'm thinking of of stargate sg1 if you were a fan of that there was an episode of that where uh, basically Groundhog Day and that the idea of the movie Groundhog Day is the same. Um, doing Repeating something over and over and over and over and being stuck, eventually you start realizing uh, because you're, you're, you're all, you're, all your lifetime start bleeding into one. So what happens is that people are coming through. So I want to make a, a preface this with the differential between this. People come through when they're born and remember past lives because they're, they've been going over and over and over and over over and the longer people are stuck the less time passes between the time that you recycle and the time that you died so some of your memory still is ended up intact because you don't get completely mind wiped because there's ghost images that your soul is trying to tell you something's wrong okay so some people come through with memories we all do that we come through and our we have you know uh, somebody who's born in their redneck you know born in america and they're a mutt uh you know some aryan uh european descent uh, but all of a sudden, they, for whatever reason, they love Japanese, everything, right? Chances are they were Japanese in their past life or the one just before that, right? So a lot of that happens. You, you come through in your life and you drowned in your past life and died, and you're afraid of water in this life and you don't know why. Terrified of water. Nothing ever happened. Your parents said that you were always terrified of water. Stuff like that happens, and that's residuals that bleed through from your past lives. But then wanderers, the entire concept of a wanderer, is someone who comes through and deals with them. And because you don't vibrate naturally at a third dimensional uh, vibration, you don't fit in your body. So you're, everything in your being says something's wrong and there's something more. There's something more. I know there's something more. You're driven, driven to, you know, I just, this isn't life. Life is not right. There's something more. That was the whole process of Neo in the Matrix. And the guy who wrote that wrote that on purpose to be that way before it was corrupted by the people who stole it from him. 
Okay. But it was still in there in the first movie because that's the way he wrote it. They didn't really start corrupting everything until the second and the third and all the other movies after that. Okay. That's why it took a weird turn if you're paying attention. That's just like that, that movie with Mark Wahlberg um, where uh, it had something to do with the – he was a cop and there was all these Vikings. Uh, Everybody's having Viking tattoos, and they were all seeing these flying uh, – was supposed to be Val- it was Valkyrie. It was the name of the movie. And they were seeing – and uh, uh, the movie was leading up to something very supernatural happening, and then they go into a, to, to a tattoo parlor – and even the tattoo artist is talking to them and then has a conversation with someone who's not there. And they didn't, they edited that out from the way it was supposed to be. And uh, somebody told him something and he looked up and went, huh, what? He was looking and then he went, oh, okay, yeah. And then he got quiet and wouldn't say anything more. And then he looked back at Mark Wahlberg and Mark Wahlberg looked at him like, what was that? But then there was no conversation as to what the fuck just happened. Why was that? And then the entire movie took a turn and it turned out it was a drug trip by everybody. That story was corrupted as well from its original story. And anyone paying attention to the movie, it's very obvious that that movie was completely rewritten from that moment on till the end of the movie, that it was never written that way or intended to be that way from the beginning. Okay, so so they corrupted things. But in in The Matrix, to, to, to go back on point, in The Matrix, the Neo character it, he was recycling so many times over and over and over and over and over. His immortal soul was saying something was wrong, and he knew that there was something wrong, and it had to do with the computers. And he knew that, and so he was became a computer pirate. So during, during the day, he worked in computers, but at night, he was uh, helping people in service to others, making computer programs that would hack into the computers and do all this stuff, able to be a little bit more free. And he knew something was wrong and he knew that there was something else. And then, of course, uh, the Trinity reached out to him and all that whole thing started. Uh, but it was that's the scenario that we go through. Wanderers go through the same thing, only quicker. So it's rare that people come through, to answer your question, come through completely awake uh, at a very, very early age. Most, even those of us who wake up at a very early age, we still have improvements to do. I was awake and instinctively knowing what was going on by the age of eight. By the time I was uh, 13, 14, 15 years old, I was talking like I am now and people thought I was crazy. Okay. And then other people would, when I stopped talking like this kind of stuff uh, and just talking, my whole family was with thought, look at him. He's, he's 12 years old. And he acts like he's 35. He talks like he's 35. Okay. And that was the truth. That is the truth. And that's because I was waking up and awake far more and knew this wasn't right. Something is wrong. There's stuff. There's something far larger going on here. And it's not just because I was brought up in a Judeo-Christian, Western Judeo-Christian uh, family with the idea of a God. Okay. It wasn't because of that. Because everybody, no matter where you are, there is a religion that's teaching you that there is God. Okay, and the big four religions on the planet are teaching you there is only one God. The many God religions are far smaller worldwide. Okay, so this entire operation, yes, to answer your question, some do, but it's very rare. But but people who have done this many, 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 many times, far more times than they were supposed to, and they're and they're stuck, wake up faster, and then wanderers come through, and you don't fit here. You have autoimmune diseases that are the rarest on the planet. You're like one in 10 million, uh, and you just know that you're driven. You know there's something not right. You know that this 
and then just when you get to the tricks and all of that, you start going, it's like that. And I just know it. All of that makes sense because of that. So you wake up faster, but rarely if people come through completely, completely awake. Those people are named uh, Christ or Dalai Lama, <laughs> right? Or Moses or David or Elijah or John the Baptist or Jesus, right? Or Muhammad. Those are the names of those people uh, that come through awake like that. You have people like Mahatma Gandhi and uh, who wake up very quickly and understand you have people like Martin Luther King uh, who do the same thing or Luther uh, who they created a religion around or the Buddha uh, who they created a religion around or or Lao Chi who wrote the, uh, his, his information that became the Tao Te Chi, which is now Taoism, which is the book of the way, Tao Te Chi, the book of the way. So those are the people who come through like that. Okay. Why the autoimmune diseases casey just asked okay let me explain that one okay because you're a wanderer your vibrational pattern of your soul comes from the fourth or the fifth rarely the sixth but the fourth and the fifth almost exclusively all wanderers who come back to the third dimension to help come from the fourth or the fifth dimension especially the fifth because the fifth dimension is uh, in the learnings in that dimension is love and wisdom love this is the fourth and we're going towards knowledge and wisdom. But love is the very first thing you learn when you get outside of this place. That's why you have people here that are very in the know, singing songs. Love is all you need. Okay? Because that's the next step uh, of what you focus on. So your vibrational pattern fits for your soul, fits in a third or you know fourth or fifth dimensional body. Okay? And you then descend in a dimensional body. So your immortal soul is still vibrating at a higher rate of, of vibration, an octave higher than third dimension or two octaves higher than third dimension. So you're trying to put your soul, it's like putting a, a, you know, a square peg in a round hole. You're trying to fit your soul into a body that's supposed to be sustaining third dimensional vibration uh, souls. And your body doesn't understand this construct doesn't understand anything like that just like the planet does and the planet's having problems right now because this planet earth that we call gaia earth terra is not supposed to sustain third dimensional life forms anymore but those of us that are here the close to not you know eight billion souls are actually keeping the vibration here and forcing the planet to sustain our life so the planet is going through the same uh the same throw as the body so the, as a, let's go back to your individual soul you come in to a third dimensional body and you're born here legally jesus used that term to show that he was a wanderer for anyone who was in the know when they heard him say that why would he say i came here legally what does that mean he was speaking on a spiritual sense on a very high scale of vibration i came here legally so you me anyone else who's a wanderer we came here legally we went to the council and asked the council i want Want to descend and be mind wide third dimensional body to affect the consciousness the global collective consciousness of uh, all three dimensional life forms to raise their consciousness and their vibration may i have permission to do so then the council says yes you then work the just like you would as if you were a third dimensional soul in your light body and then you come down here and you're born this physical manifestation does not 
like and you do not fit in this physical manifestation so your body is 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 having problems and because of the vibration that you have that phases your body slightly in and out of phase from 3d reality and that causes the body the genetic makeup of this physical body to react like a like you're having a rash or a, or a, a virus and you end up having issues you have your body doesn't work right you have autoimmune diseases you might be sensitive to light sensitive to the sun sensitive to to the clothing uh you have to wear pure i have to wear all cotton i can't wear anything that's not uh of indigenous to this planet or if it's manufactured i know that's considered indigenous but like polyester uh, I can't. I cannot have uh, anything on my body that is made of polyester that is above 27% polyester. I will break out in hives uh, all the time, no matter what you do with that. Uh, in the poly cryon clothing, I can't wear. After wear, I wear cotton. Everything that I have on currently is made 100% of cotton, uh, almost exclusively. Not a joke. I have to. I have to wear that. Uh, you know, or like, you know, I can wear denim, uh, but then I can't use uh, soaps that have fragrances and all the extra crap in it. I have to use ivory soap only because it has no scent. It's 99% soap. Um, I can use that with, with no hardly any scent. Uh, um, foods, you have food allergies, way more and above and beyond. There is, a, I have yet to meet a person, this is the truth, and I don't know anyone who knows anyone who has ever talked to someone who is a wanderer and and they say you know i don't have i, I have all these I'm, i have nothing wrong with me i never get sick i can go out in, in the sun and i never get sunburned i just tan i can eat anything on the face of the earth nothing ever happens i never gain weight I've ne i never get uh, uh, car sick i never get i don't get sick. i fit here in this reality 100 when you talk to that person you find out who that person is they are in no way spiritually aware most of the time, okay? And even if they are, it's because they're indigenous too here, they're, they're here because they're going through this scenario for the first time. Even if they've been stuck here for, uh, you know, 50,000 years, they have never gone above third dimensional. You have art, whatever, and it's always someone else. Right, so my program's trying to, well, my internet's trying to to crash. Leah, welcome. If you guys have questions, please feel free to ask. The people who are here all the time, they know, I can put it up on the screen again. My microphone's probably cutting out right now because my internet is screwing up. Right, there you go. Casey says, I am so, I'll put this up on the screen and read it to you. You guys do know that I am live. It's, everything's uh, everything's tweaking because of uh, what's going on. So I'm so sensitive to food and smells, sensitive to hot and to cold, right? That's that's because of that, okay? That is no joke. And those of you who are here, thank you for those of you that I, I'm seeing names that you're talking in the chat that I've not seen before. Welcome. Welcome to to uh, um to my show and in, in the class that Orion Rising, uh, the class that is the Law of One, that where you're going to learn spiritual. We are dealing with the, the, the raw material. You can see it up on your screen. But I stopped to explain uh, the reality of what's going on in more detail and uh, explain what it is that Raw was trying to get across that is there for people that have the understanding uh, to, to get across. Okay. Julie says, I have a question. 
a few issues, uh, joint pain, and now not just allergic to shellfish, but whitefish gave me a reaction the other day. See that, and and that and that's changing, right? Now, some of that could be environmental factors that have to do with food products and the crap they put in the food, which doesn't help us either, okay, as humans. The weaponized food here in the West, especially, especially in the United States of America and Canada, okay. But if, but if you look around, most people don't have any of these issues, right? Having these problems... It's either because of something that they've done to the food source itself, or, you, or you're just developing these because the higher your vibration, now remember this, once you come through in third dimension, even if you're a wanderer, you don't know that, you're not awake because you're mind wiped. That's the way that the third dimension works, the third density works. So as you then start to wake up and realize that you're more than just in this body for that purpose, like those of you listening uh, in the in the crowd, especially those of you who are in my class or friends of mine who are here that are uh, always, did you guys know that you're already waking up? Your vibration starts getting higher and higher and higher. When you've gotten to a vibrational spot where you're supposed to normally graduate and then move beyond that, again, your body doesn't understand why you're still in it. This reality that you're in doesn't understand why you're still in it. This planet that is sent that is conscious gaia terra earth also doesn't understand why your vibration is still here in this reality even though there is people there is a vibration where fourth dimensional force fourth density people are on this planet which is still called earth that, that are vibrating here but you're out of that realm and you're in a lower vibration in third dimension but the the planet senses that your immortal soul should be in the fourth the planet doesn't think it's not conscience conscious like we are as a being yet so it doesn't understand it's like your body your body is your body can't tell you other than i'm in pain that's why we call it pain body i'm sick i don't feel good i'm in pain that's all the body can do I, if it's pain pleasure right that's that's what the body does. It gives you pain, pleasure. It gives you fear, which is a fear response, which is uh, an adrenal dump. It's very rudimentary and very uh, very unthinking, although it is a construct that is alive. Okay, it is alive, but it can't function. It can if you turn it onto a machine. It has to have a consciousness in it of some sort, whether it's a, a computer saying breathe, you know, heart rate keep going, and monitoring it, or us. Without it, the body just dies. You leave the body, the body dies 100% of the time unless you're hooked up to machines, okay? So the body just gives you what it's told to do. It doesn't, it doesn't think for itself and say, maybe I shouldn't give them the memory of being molested child as if it were happening right now. That's not the body's choice. It's not the body's, there's the body doesn't think about that. The body is a recorder. It just gives you what it was then right now. Plays it back. As if it, you literally recorded it on a, on a recorder and play it back for yourself or on your phone. You record a murder and then you watch it. It's exactly the way you saw it. It never changes forever. That's what your body does. Same thing. You, the occupant, the experiencer, you deal with it. And the vibration, the, the, the emotion that you experience is lessened over time because you've experienced it more than once. If you keep bringing up stuff from your past, that's why in the psychological world for, of a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, because they just put you on medication. 
a psychologist tries to get you to force you to face your your problems and your fears because first time you do it's really sucks it's really overwhelming and it's very emotional okay but then once you do that you start talking about it and dealing with it then the more you talk about it, the more you deal with it the less it becomes so traumatizing it's still traumatizing because it's traumatic but it's less okay and it's less over time. That's what Dianetics does when they hook you up to the to the lie detector test and force you to see one of your biggest fears or some emotional event that happened to you. And they show you how your body reacts to it. And then they force you to, to deal with it. And then they show you a week later or a few days later. And they hook you back up and have you look at it. And they show you that it's lessened. And then they claim that they're the ones that are doing it with their magic machine and their magic way. And that's just psychology. There's nothing to do with... Dianetics has nothing to do with their machine. There's nothing, it has everything 100%, and they know it. And so does anyone who's ever taken a psychiatry or a psychology course in their life or a course on the human psyche. Okay. So we come through, and our vibration doesn't fit. And because of that, our body doesn't want us in it. And it causes problems to our genetic makeup because we're vibrating at a higher rate than we're supposed to be and the body doesn't understand it, what's going on so the body tries to compensate just like water tries to reach equilibrium unless it has motion the body does the same thing so does the planet everything has designed to function a certain way okay let's continue with some more of of raw now that i've wrung out as much as i can there and answer as many of your questions as i can there denise did say uh, and doctors are amazed how I heal so fast. I wanted to point out that Denise said that and get through my, uh, cons my, what is that? Concerns, right? Or cancers, etc. I just thank God. Um, and you, and you should, I mean, you, you really should thank yourself because your positive attitude and your belief in a higher self and your belief in yourself in healing is what's doing that. This is so the self empowerment is what, is what Raw was about and what I'm about and everybody who's talking about that. Oh, no, I did not. I apologize, Casey. I was, see, I was looking back now and I was getting to that because the next thing you had asked was, <laughs> right? Oh, sorry, but did you answer my question about how we can help ourselves with these medical issues? And that's where I was kind of getting to with Denise, but I didn't read your question about that. I was getting to that because I was moving down the list. So what you can do for yourselves, and this is what I'm teaching one of my sisters uh, because she's having issues and she's in pain and she's trying to figure out what's wrong with her. And you go to the doctors, as you guys know, and they can run you through a, a, a test after test after test after test. If you're in America, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in America, they run you all these tests and then they say you have this and they give you medication. And then later on, they, a few months later, they go, no, no, it's not that. And we think it's this now. We think it's that now. We think it's this now. And then they go do all, and then finally they go, well, we believe you have this. And then they give you some name that's, of course, you know, in Latin. And you're rare. It's one in 10 million people or one in, in 100 million people get that. And, uh, and so, and they go through all, everything, lupus, cancer, all these, all these diseases, all these autoimmune diseases, Crohn's disease and irritable bowel syndrome and, and, uh, intestinal this and that, all of it. Okay. What you have to do, Casey, is you have to do your diligence, your due diligence. This is part of the shadow work. You have to become in tune with your body 
you have to attune, and this is the kundalini, this is the Eastern philosophical words that mean charging your chakras, okay? You have to balance, Jesus said this, Muhammad said this, Moses, David, Daniel, the Buddha, the Tao, the, you know, the Lao Chi from the Tao Te Chi, all of these people, even, even Mohan Gandhi, Mohan Gandhi's famous quote is still famous today. The hashtag, be the change, came from Mahatma Gandhi's quote where Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. The same thing is for your body. Okay, if you go back, Casey, I think you were around at the time. If you go back to two years ago during Earth Day, we had, and I don't remember her name, the redheaded woman from Australia. And we had to film uh, the interview of the week of like the Wednesday or the or the Friday. It was the Friday. It was it was the Friday before the Wednesday of the uh, summer solstice, the equinox. And we played that video that we had recorded with her story where she had fibromyalgia and was in so much pain. She was literally bedridden and couldn't get out of bed. And she was there until she decided there's got to be something more. And I'm going to figure this out on my own. And now she has no pain. She's up. She's moving around. She's traveling the world. Okay. And I'm teaching this to, uh, and she is, and everybody who knows this and is of the mind, you need to look at what's going on with your body. Try to figure it out on your own by either going on the internet or all of that stuff. You, it's trial and error. You end up doing it. Okay. You end up saying, I, well, I got, okay, I have horrible, I've talked about this. You guys who know me know this. I have horrible arthritis in every joint. My spine is the only, only thing that moves that has bone against bone or bone with cartilage that is supposed to bend that does not have arthritis currently in it. Knock on wood as I knock on my head. I literally have the arthritis of an 85-year-old man, and I'm 55. That doesn't mean anything to anyone who's not an 85-year-old man or woman with arthritis really bad. Okay? doesn't mean anything. When I say it to you, you go, oh, okay, so he's in pain, whatever. Okay? Because I feel that you don't. I'm not saying that, it's, that you're wrong for not, you know, and, and that you're not sympathetic. I'm not asking for sympathy. I don't know what it's like for people like Denise who have cancer and they're fighting that. I don't have cancer. I've seen it in my family, so I have some idea. I know people who have been fighting it, but I haven't done it. So how can I know 100%? That's my point. Okay. However, okay, I am not, except for when I'm like uh, sitting around and I don't, and I'm just sitting and talking, maybe I'm just hanging out or watching TV uh, for a, a while, and then I go to get up. Oh, then everything hurts. Okay. So all of us have stuff that we're going through that doctors don't get. No one else gets that unless there's someone else going through exactly what you're going through. That's why we, we go and we, we gravitate to those websites where you want to be there with other people who get what you're going through. But to fix it, you have to look into it yourself. Use the doctors like the pirate codex, right? Oh, it's more of a guideline really than a law. You have to do that with the doctors because they're in a practice. I talk about this all the time. They say they have a practice, a practicing medicine. Okay, they don't have a fucking clue. Why? Because everybody's an individual and everything is, is culminated. Everything that happens to you, your mindset. I talked about this in the in the chat for the old ways. Is directly has to do with your state of mind. Okay. So your body physically, whether you're ill or not, has to do with your vibrational pattern, which is your, your state of mind. So you have to take control of yourself. 
and you have to do the shadow work for yourself. Okay. And yes, okay, she says, yes, but I'm, you know, still having a few sensitivities and lately feeling a bit more pain. Well, for one, we're going into winter. So the barometer has gone down. I'm in more pain as well, physically, because of that, because my body hurts. That's why people who have arthritis move to Florida and places like that where it's warm, right? So the same thing's happening. Everything is changing in the seasons of life. And the season of the planet, if you're in the northern hemisphere, is going into winter. And winter is that time of darkness and the time when all plant life dies. Okay? So we humans are going through that same thing. The, the, in the Christian religion, they, they call it Lent. And they have this time period between the, when, when the, the God dies and is reborn. And this is not just in Christianity. Okay? So you have to realize that in spring, it's life. Everything is alive. That energy that is happening in springtime, wherever it is that you live on the planet, you have that cycle. The life that is the planet itself is lush with beautiful, rich energy. And the wintertime, when you're going into summer, all of that starts to wane and die. And when you go into the wintertime, wherever you are on the planet, you know that that feels completely different. So the wintertime is a downtime for the energy cycle in your in your area that you live in. So now you're living off of your own psychological, spiritual energy stores. Okay? That's why the, the, the winter is darker than the summer and the spring, and it's, the energy is so far removed. It's the darkest time just before the dawn. Do you understand? So as we go into winter, it's a natural cycle of life that you feel more alone because the sky is covered with Finry of the wolf, right? It's gray clouds covering the sky in wintertime. You don't see the sun. The sun is the life bringer, the life giver, right? Margaret says, yes, mind over matter, right? More you believe the, the, the more it will be. And that's true, Margaret. That's true in, in all things. So, so you have to, it, it sucks. We all are in more pain. We all have more issues during the winter time. This is the time when we try to give more energy back to the planet, to the people of the planet, uh, because at half of the time, somebody is going through this process, either in the Southern Hemisphere or the Northern Hemisphere, always. There's, there is somewhere on this planet that is springtime right now, Another place that is summer, another place that is autumn, another place that is winter, right? Doesn't matter. You can go to all those places 365 days of the year. Animals migrate to stay out of the cold and dark and, and lifeless energy cycle of the planet. Think about that. All life that is, that is movable uproots and flies south for the winter. Then when that goes into winter, they fly north. They stay animal life that can move, does, migrates to stay out of that cold, dark place where there's less light, where it's cold all the time, and where you have more viruses that are going to kill you. We humans are the only ones who stay put, that are third-dimensional beings, that are two or three dimensional beings. We're the only ones that stay put. 
Everybody else migrates. We used to migrate. Look at the Native Americans in, in the North American continent, right? They would go south for the winter. But now we've, we've gotten to the point where we've, we've created places where we're all staying. So we don't migrate anymore. Everybody stays put and deals with the cold. And then we don't realize because we're, we're kept from the knowledge that there is a cycle of energy that we go through as well that we feel. Okay. Right? Julie says, my husband grumbles all winter. He hates the getting dark early. See, there you go. Right? And then Ahmed, who is the who was the Arab who, uh, the reason that we have Beowulf, because he had gone north because he was exiled for sleeping with a friend of the Caliph, who uh, was having an affair with his with him, his wife, the guy's wife, and he went to the Caliph and complained, and he sent, sent him, made him the ambassador to the Northmen and sent them to go and live with the Northmen, expecting, of course, that he would die. And he didn't, and he wrote down the story of Beowulf when Beowulf was dying after he went through the adventures that he did with Beowulf. He wrote all that story down. This is real life. And that's the reason that we have. They found that story, the scrolls of Beowulf, brought it back to the West, and we have the story of the legend of Beowulf because of it. Otherwise, we would have never known, would have ever known who Beowulf was because he died in obscurity and no one was writing anything down because at the time, you didn't have the Norwegians at the time or didn't have a written language. They had a spoken language, but not a written one. Okay? So, Ahmed ibn Fahalan ibn al-Abbas ibn uh, Rashid. No, it was Ahmed ibn Fahalan ibn Rashid ibn al-Abbas. Sorry. Son of Rashid, son of al-Abbas, son of... Anyways. So, he was the one who wrote that down. Right? So, that we have that story. Otherwise, we would have never known any of that. So there was no written language, so they couldn't, unless it was passed down, even the, the Irish and the Gaelic-speaking languages, they didn't have anything written, even though they, they had Odom. I think I'm saying that right. Peter, if you're still there, uh, correct me if I'm saying that wrong. They didn't write books. And the ones that they did were kept by the Merlins. They were kept by priests. And in most languages, they were, they were kept by people like that, clergy, kings. They kept all the written scrolls and everything that wasn't for people. So people didn't know that this information was passed down. So, And then when you had people that nefarious trying to, thank you, Peter said, yeah, you, I did say that word right. So then when you had the nefariousness controlling everything, they don't want you to know any of this. So you can't know the cycle of energy. They don't want you knowing that. They don't want you realizing that all of our energies that we deal with each other uh, is all tied to each other. They don't want you realizing the cycle, the, the kundalini, none of this. They don't want you knowing any of the Dead Sea Scrolls, which is telling the story of how the universe was created, the true story of the creator of the universe. All of that can't be told. Those were all supposed to be obscured. In fact, all of the knowledge that we have, other than the Dead Sea Scrolls themselves, which were hidden and found in 1948, prior to that, all of the knowledge that we have, you can look this up, where the monks of Ireland and Scotland stole them and brought them from the east, from Alexandria, and, and left with the Exodus. You, if you look at the Colburn Bible, which is a Scottish uh, Bible, 
their version, the first six or seven books in that 13-book uh, Bible came out of Egypt with the exodus of Moses and made their way to Scotland because monks got them and brought them to Scotland and then added them to their ancient scrolls of the creation story because they were so similar. Okay, They realized the similarity in all ancient scrolls and in all of what was being taught. All of that, you can look up how the Irish saved the, the world in history. You can look that up. There's a book that was written. There was a documentary that was done that was written about the monks that, that went and stole all this information because it was being eradicated from the face of the earth. Julius Caesar burned all of the scrolls in Alexandria. Why? Because that was a, a, a library that was set up for all Romans to, or Egyptians, pardon me, and then the Romans, because he was he was uh, bringing the Romans there to read freely. He couldn't have all that knowledge being told to just anybody, so they were eradicating it. And then, of course, during the Renaissance, they further burned all the books. All history had to be eradicated. They got the entire society of the of the um, of the uh, Europeans involved in the whole banishing of all, everything that wasn't right now. All history was eradicated, and if it wasn't for the monks. And, and scribes recopying all of this literature, literally everything you take for granted, that we all take for granted as history, is only here because the monks of Ireland and Scotland stole that shit from around the world and copied it over and over and then opened up new churches and took it to every existing church and had the priests there hire scribes to copy them over and over and over again and then to move out and move out and move out and repopulate the planet with all the books. Not a, not a joke, right? Peter, with the book of Kells. The book of Kells, every story of the meaning of life is in that book, the book of Kells. It's five billion years old. Think about that, okay? That would make you think, and that book is, it's, it's the, the you, you can't read in your entire life, I've seen it, not in, in real, not in personal. My God, I wish I saw it in person. It is one of the most beautifully done, written, handwritten books that the scribes did back in the day with pictures and all. Oh, it is beautiful. If you guys Google that, after this class, after the show, Google the book else and watch a video on YouTube uh, about it or find some images. It is just so beautiful. It's, oh, my God, it's a, it's a work. And yet, you there's every story from every creation that go back that predate the the that came with the Colburn in the Colburn Bible. You can look that up too. If you read the the first, like I said, the first I think it's six or seven. I don't remember if it's six or seven. Um, again, those talk about we think that the the deluge, the flood, right? In in all of Western Judeo-Christian or the uh, theology, the flood is still there in that in that telling. That's it. Life just before the flood and the flood, okay? In just the Colburn Bible, in those books that came out of the Exodus with, with Moses, there are two more destructions of the earth prior to the deluge. Entire cycles, right? Ross says that the cycles are 75,000 years. So if that's the case then those are 140 to 150,000 years ago, the stories that are being told just in those scrolls that are in the Colburn Bible. The Aborigines in Australia talk about seven 
this being the seventh cycle. That's where you get the term the seventh son of a seventh son comes from that. This is the seventh life cycle of human beings. And that would be at a 75,000 year cycle. What is seven times 75,000 years? And there's people, the people in Australia have the, the memory of all of those cycles. We just remember this one in our modern day history. And, and, and barely the existence prior to the first, the last cycle where we got recycled, where there was a deluge that almost destroyed the entire. And that was 75,000 years ago. Here's the weird thing, okay? Before anybody knew of the cycle, let's, this is a, here's proof positive. Before anybody knew of the cycle, when they did, when they did the DNA, because the, the over and out, the out of Australia theory, they were looked into the fact that some people don't have any African DNA. I don't. I have no African DNA in my system. I am, I am, there's no one in my DNA chain that has, that has any DNA that came out of Africa. Okay, so either I'm an anomaly or life didn't start in Africa the way that people tried to say before, the out-of-Africa theory. Now, they did tests to see of this, and they started in Australia with the Aborigines, and they didn't have any African DNA. So then they moved out from that, and they started testing people all around the world. And then, of course, because you have the Ancestry.com and the 24 and Me, which are both the Mormon church, they're both websites that are owned by the, the Mormon church. They're, and I don't have a problem with that. Some people go, oh, my God, what, the Mormons? Well, the Mormons are the only people on the planet that are literally trying to keep track of the DNA of all humans throughout history, and they're making a record of it. I'm more power to them. I paid them money and gave them my DNA. So they discovered that there was a cataclysm 75,000 years ago. And at that time, there was... A, we call this the, the Younger Dryas, or the, 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 there's, if you go around, scientists ran into this when they were digging, especially archaeologists, when they were digging, they found this, this, this area in the dirt that, was, that is all over the planet, where there's this marker, and it's at 75,000 years ago when something happened. There's another one that's a couple billion years old when the dinosaurs disappeared. That's the Younger Dryas. I, I apologize. That's the end of the younger dryas. And I forget what it's called. The, 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 so the, but there's this line in the dirt, literally on the planet, where something happened to the Earth and almost all life died. It was 75,000 years ago. It was actually 74,000 years ago. 74 to 77, they're not exactly sure. And it was a, a, you know, one of the big uh, super volcanoes that destroyed the planet. And in that, they destroyed all life on the earth except for all the way way up in the north, Norway, Sweden, Finland, all the way down in the south, the tip of, of Africa and South Africa, Madagascar, because it's so high up, and Australia. All life on this planet for the last 75,000 years has originated from one of those three corners, triangle, weird that it's a triangle, right, of the planet. And you either have, depending on whether your, your family is mixed, you know, your bloodline is mixed with all the races and travel the world or not, you have those DNA. I don't have the, the uh, Hobbit DNA from Australia, the Aborigine from Australia. I don't have either of those DNAs in my system. I do not have any African DNA. 
my DNA is exclusively, except for Native American, okay? Otherwise, all my DNA comes from Europe. Scandinavia, Scotland, Ireland, England, and then Baja, California, with the, the, the Native American, okay? And we now know that the Native Americans, <laughs> they found a, a female here in California, and she dates back, predates to a time before the modern-day Native American DNA, to ancient Native American DNA, and they've proved that they, that they were not Caucasian. They had no DNA that was they're European. So even my native DNA is European, and I've ta and I've traced that back to Spain. Not not a joke through the all the ancestry.com and all the all the sites. I can trace my my DNA from my native to the Spanish side, and that blood back to Spain, and that of course is where the Irish originated from because of Ireland. And the most of the people that came from Ireland came from either Portugal or Spain and moved into what became Ireland. And the Irish know that. We talk about that. Okay. But that was back far enough to when everybody were Vikings. <laughs> they, were, they were not Spanish. They were just people who lived in that region who were the same DNA as everybody else. And then they proved that after that theory came out, they started looking into the DNA uh, took another look at the DNA of everybody on the earth, and they found out that everybody that was in what, our modern-day Asia uh, and moving all the way into the United States were, in fact, Vikings from Norway who controlled the entire world at some point back thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of years ago. Now, before that, I'm sure there's going to be people we're going to find eventually. Okay, so you're, you're working at a vibration that doesn't fit and that causes all these problems. But you can fix that by fixing the vibration of your body. This is what Raw talks about, the mind, spirit, mind, body, complex totality. You have to do the shadow work, Carl Jung's invention of the vernacular shadow work. You have to align your chakras, balance your body by eating the right foods, try to stay away from this weaponized, processed crap in America, and, and try to get organic, try to grow your own, fix your own, don't buy processed food, don't eat at fast food restaurants or even restaurants if you can get away with it. Cook your own food, cultivate your own things. If not, try to get as much uh, organic stuff that you can buy. Eat good foods, cook your own foods, you know, do exercise, sleep right, get your mental state into the right place. You will find that changes your vibration and your body relaxes. If you take all the sugar out of your diet, sugar is what feeds cancer and disease in your body, is all the sugar and all the junk that is in all the food that they're giving us. This is not a joke. This is not a hippie thing. It used to be considered that. People were like, that's a hippie thing, this and that. Okay. Peter says, my niece is married to a Muslim, and he is the most beautiful charismatic man I've met in my lifetime and I'm proud of her right and that's because why because he's his probably because his Muslim belief has him not eating junk has his state of mind that is not the Muslim religion is not a, a Hebrew based guilt ridden religion the Hebrew religion is all based on guilt and the Christian religion was was uh, was invented in the in Jerusalem 
and, and they're corrupted afterwards by Hebrews and written to try and convert Hebrews. So all of the guilt is in there. It's all guilt-ridden. And guilt, if you look at any Jews, the comedians joke about it, that they're all on edge and out of their fucking minds with guilt all the time. Okay? And that guilt, guilt is a stress. Stress kills. Stress makes you old faster than, than anything because you're transmitting energy. Your body is on, in, in fight or flee at all times. You don't know it, but it is. And if you eat crap food, all of that is important. All of that is important. Now, as a wanderer, you're still going to have issues because you're a wanderer. You have to get used to the idea that you're going to have issues, but you can combat it by raising the vibration of your body, convincing your body that it's in the right place because you're tuning it. It feels better. Its vibration is catching up to yours. The closer you can get your physical reality to the same vibration of your spirit, the better off you're going to be in that physical body. Pure and simple. Then he said, exactly. Stress is a killer. It is. Okay. So all of our food is weaponized to make us sickly so that our vibration is low. All of the programming on television, and it is called programming, the programming on television is designed to lower your vibration. The newscasts worldwide are lower your vibration. Everything is designed to lower your vibration. The crap food that you eat, the crap shit you see on the newscasts, no matter where you are on the planet, the control of society, the control of business, the control of corporations, the control of governments is designed to keep your vibration low. If your vibration is low, this is what Raw was explaining. This is the, another undertone of how we're stuck and why we're stuck here. Because if your vibration is perpetually just above lizard brain, you, your immortal soul, will vibrate at that low level. And that low level is stuck. That low level is 3D re reality just above warlike. That's where this planet has been for hundreds of thousands of years, and it's only been in the last 75,000 years that things have changed. And moreover, in the last 12 to 14,000 years, when the, the first time that the Savior character showed his or her or their self on this planet and then did that over and over 12 times, and the 12th one was named Jesus. You could look this up. We've proved it. Not just me saying that. I'm not because I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to sell you Christianity because I'm not. Right. And people got on to that. That's why people like Joseph Campbell wrote the book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. He was reading mythology and realizing that there was this reoccurring theme that happens throughout every culture. And it's true. If you, that's why they don't want you learning about history, by the way, because if you learn about history, then you learn these same things. The book, Literally, the art of war. Okay, by by Sun Tzu, I think it's Sun Tzu or Shen Tzu, Shen Tzu, wrote the art of war. That book itself, even though it's written in a low vibrational about war, war is literally teaching someone how to be a good leader of people, not to be evil. Even though it's called the art of war, everyone assumes all it is, is is brutal warfare, kill, murder, mayhem. That's what they teach you about the Vikings, too. 
So all they did was rape, pillage, murder, mayhem. But it's untrue. Completely untrue. When you start to learn what it was, the way of life, you have like the band Amona Marth. You ask Johan Haig, the lead singer of Amona Marth, and he says, you know, they say, are you a Viking? I believe in their way of life. He will, he stays away from the politics because he knows that the, the whole ideology of Vikingism is going to Viking, which is raiding, pillaging, raping, and murder. And that is what they paint the Vikings as, that that's all their bloodlust, evil, just wanting to murder and rape. That's it. Kill, glow, gold. And even the television show uh, kind of showed that side in the beginning because that was what would capture the low vibration. Okay. And then, yes, and then uh, Erica says that, no, TV lives or lives with the, the uh, low, it lowers my emotions. Well, uh, it, see that now here's, let me, let me get in. That's good that you say that. Let me, let me move into that category, Erica. You have to realize that there are people throughout history and time, writers, producers, directors before that people that throughout time that realize that there's an algorithm of evil people, whether it's a computer program like now, or evil people that are trying to censor and stifle any good intentions, but you have to realize that on this planet, they want you to believe, the, the nefariousness, evil people, people in service to self, that there are just as many, if not more of them, than they are that are in service to others. And the truth is, it's 90 10, it kind of fluctuates, given the, uh, the changes in the, in the world back and forth. But it's 90% of the population of this earth are in service to others. 10%, 10 to 12% on any given day, it changes a little bit, are in service to self. But people that are in service to self seek power and control. So they join governments, businesses, all that stuff. They do. They go and they become, you know, they make corporations, they make companies, retail, that schools, they want to control your education, they want everything structured under my control, under a caste system of one person at the top is in charge and the minions below that person, if they're evil enough, they get a station going down to the slave. However, 90% and on this planet, the way it works, this is in the law of one. On this planet, the way it works, now my, my, my latency is getting screwed up. My microphone's getting screwed up because my internet is getting screwed up. Just so you know, I'm aware of that. So I apologize. But the way it works is that in, this, in a 3D reality, even though there's only 10% that is nefarious and 90% that is not, there's a 50-50 equilibrium for equal opportunity of energy throughout all of existence, throughout all of the people. Why is that? Okay, here's, here's the, according to Ra. To graduate, if you are, in fact, in service to others, you only need to vibrate at 51% as a minimum in service to others to graduate. That doesn't seem hard, would it, right? 51%. Doesn't seem hard. On the other hand, 50-50, remember, opportunity to all energies for both good and evil on this planet. But to graduate, 
in service to self, you have to be 95% evil, like Genghis Khan. You know, Adolf Hitler wasn't even evil enough to graduate. Okay? And to the next level of evil. So, in perspective, to be 51% in service to others is equal to having to be 95% evil to graduate. So the 51% doesn't seem like it's much, but it's as hard to be 51% as it is to be 95% evil. Okay, but evil has to be 95% evil. So you gotta be really, really, really fucking evil. Pardon my American. Okay, so you're gonna be really, really, really good. But it's easier to be in service to, 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 the truth is, to be in service to self, it's easier than to be evil. That's why it only takes 51%. But when you live on a place where the evil reigns because they, they put themselves in positions of power and control, and they control everything to try and stop you from knowing any of this and take that information away from you and don't make it readily available to you, that makes it hard to be 51% in service to others because it's not just there no one's teaching it our parents aren't they don't know unless you're lucky okay so it's very difficult that's why so many of us came back to help because they corrupted the matrix they, they found out that there was this that everybody was stuck and it was a, a trap that was designed by us by the creator Okay, on purpose as a test for us to grow up, to become adults, to be a being, to become. Those words come from the word pneuma, which is the ancient, ancient Greek word that means the breath of God, the spark of life. To be or not to be written into Shakespeare. is isn't just a dichotomy of to be popular. To be a man on a low vibration, that's what he's saying. But the truth is, if you read Hamlet, if you read any of the stories of Shakespeare, Shakespeare was, if Shakespeare wrote all of those stories for the first time in 2022, they would be just as popular now as they were written back then. Nothing has changed in the knowledge that was coming in to be or not to be. And that just, that. To be or not to be, that is the question. That is immortal. And the reason it's immortal is because your immortal soul actually gets the weight of that, whether you consciously get it or not, of what was being said there, to be or not to be. Okay? That's why we are called human beings. Because you're born a human but you're not being until you are. You're not automatically a being. You are in your immortal soul. You just don't know it until you do, and then you become. That's why the Jedi was not a Jedi until he faced a Sith Lord. Because you had to, that was the only, literally had the test 100%. So you will never, he said, you will never be a Jedi until you meet 
and face your father. You had to face that fear, the evil that's within you. That was the whole story of that. When when Luke was on the planet and he was, there's a place. What is that cave? It's cold there. And then Yoda said, that place is strong with the dark side. In you must go. And he said, well, it's in there to Yoda. And Yoda said, only what you take with you. And he went in there and he, t- he was taking his weapons, his lightsaber and his blaster. And he said, your weapons, your lightsaber, you won't need them. And he took them anyways. And when he went in there, he was the aggressor. He attacked uh, Darth Vader. He ended up killing Darth Vader. And it turned out Darth Vader was him. He was fighting against himself, the dark side of himself. And he failed the test because he went in there. His fear made him aggressive. And he was the aggressor and attacked. And because of that, he failed the test that he was supposed to, to that they never told, told you about. But they alluded to it, and if your vibration was in a place in your understanding, you got what Yoda said when he said that. And then he said, I don't believe it later on. He said, that's why you failed. State of mind. Right after that, to solidify that, is the conversation where Obi-Wan, who is deceased and is back as a spirit, talking to to, uh, uh, Luke, trying to convince him not to take off because he can't see the future. He just sees the pain of his friends, da-da-da-da. If you've seen the movies, you know what I'm talking about. And he says, Luke, you have to understand that all the truths that we believe that we cling to are directly related to a certain point of view. And Luke didn't get it then. He got mad. A certain point of view, he says to Obi-Wan. That's because the culmination of all of our belief system is literally individual to each one of us and all of what is our belief system and our decision-making system is the, con- is the culmination of all of the experiences that we had. Getting back to the Rorschach test, that means that my current state of mind, there goes the computer program dying because I left it pause too long. All of the truths that I cling to and my state of, is directly related to my state of mind. My state of mind is literally directly related to all of the truths that I cling to in that moment. So the decisions that I make are based on my reality to date. Ten minutes from now, reality might change for me and that decision might be made differently. My beliefs also change. The more that I'm talking to you, the more that you're talking to me, the more that I talk to everybody in the world, the more that I read everything from the world, the more that the world has an effect on me, that I have an effect on the world, that changes me and the world forever. Do you see? So that hence the Rorschach test. If you're in the, um, oh, you know, it's not from the Law of One. I forgot. I thought it was in the Law of One chat. It was from the Old Ways, returning to the Old Ways chat, where uh, somebody was showing a picture of a silhouette of a of a, of a specter. Oh, then look, that's a human a specter there. Oh, ooh. and I was like, yeah. Well, since it was in the description, you know, 87% of every single person that opened that up is going to immediately be looking for in their mind and expect to see an apparition of a human. So they're going to find it very quickly because they were told what to look for. This is actual fact. You can look that up. Statistically, if you tell somebody what to look for prior to looking, 87% of everyone will see it. And the other, the, everybody who's left over, once you point out or circle or point out the outline of what you're trying to say, will see it. It is very rare that somebody goes, I still don't see anything. Very rare. Okay. Subjective. Subjective to what? Suggestion. That's why it's called subjective. To suggestion is your reality. Because that is what is happening to you constantly. 
we are predisposed, and I explained this in that uh, thing, that our genetic makeup for humans is designed so that we uh, identify the human face before we identify anything else. So we're constantly in all shapes in the in the universe, we're trying to see a human face before anything else. We just don't consciously aren't aware of it. So anything that looks similar to it, our brain will try and morph it into a human face immediately. And then if it's not a human face, it tries to see a human body. Okay. And then after that, we start seeing animals, depending on the Rorschach test again, depending on our state of mind. If we're like psychotic, we're going to start seeing murder and mayhem and pandemonium. That's why they give the Rorschach test to see where you are in your state of mind. If you see negative and dark things, it's because that's what's going on in your mind. If you see beautiful things uh, in, and then you talk about the seeing beautiful things, that's because what you see. If you see nothing but sex, it's because you're not having enough of it or you're obsessed with it. One of the two extremes. Right. I mean, that's no joke. I'm not saying that because I'm trying to be funny. If you've taken psychology, you know that. It's part of the truth. So our state of mind, when it comes to our body, when it comes to our spirit, when it comes to everything that's going on, it affects the vibration of our body. If we, That's why the spirit, that's why free your mind and your ass will follow is in the song written here in America, a pop song, right? A hip hop song. Free your mind. And, and then the version that's on the radio and the rest will follow. But if you're in concert, they said, and your ass will follow. Okay. That's the truth of it. You fix your mind first. To fix your body. That's how it works. That's the shadow work that you have to do. You have to fix yourself to be able to do all that. Okay. And then do we have a troll? My my private photo here. My private photo here. Look, we've been online long enough to have a, a troll over here. Look at that. Sorry. Bye-bye now. Blocking the user. Okay. So that doesn't happen very often, but we had a troller. Somebody was trying to, to come in and, and put, they'll probably do it in the description, trying to get me banned from my, uh, uh, from my post as well. Okay. So, yes, Margaret says, yes, to know oneself is to find oneself. Dig deep. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Zena says, parents teaching what? I'm sorry, I missed that. Our parents didn't teach us anything because they didn't know. Mostly, unless you were lucky enough to have parents that were awake. They teach us, and, and unfortunately, this is it happens this way on purpose. Okay, When you're born, the first thing that happens is you're introduced to what? You're introduced to conceptual reality, which solidifies you in the third dimension, solidifies you in this trap of the mind that is the experience that you're supposed to have, this organic experience of life. Okay, you're born, and as soon as your parents start talking to you, they start pointing to things and telling you what they are. I'm mama, say mama, mama, dada, mama, dada, mama, dada, mama, dada. We start telling you that. Then we start. As soon as you start understanding that, and you and you go, mama, dada. You're getting the concept. It's conceptual reality. Then the, the from that point on, you're indoctrinated into this reality. Before that. Children, I don't know why I'm wearing my glasses unless I'm reading your uh, questions. I don't need them. Children before that are completely the witnesser. What we try to achieve through meditation is what all children come through as. They're not in the body as little teeny babies. They are witnessing, and they're always excited to be alive. They have a perpetual little smile on their face, and they're looking around. And they're just witnessing the whole world. Drooling, drooling, 
And we look at them and we realize that when we're seeing them, we're seeing their actual immortal soul without prejudice. And we go, oh, aren't they so cute? They're so beautiful. Look at them. And then we spend the rest of our lives not knowing that that's what we're trying to achieve. Only being conscious of it and achieving it. That's what we're trying to get back to. Is learning and remembering that which the child comes through as the witnesser and experiencer. But to solidify us in this reality, we have the pain body that we have to deal with. We have to learn how to walk, crawl, walk, run, learn how to do stuff, how to write, how to speak. In this physical body, the pain body, which is solidifying us in this reality. And then our mind is solidifying us because our parents are going, car, tree, brother, sister, baba food and they're giving us all these concepts that are locking us into this reality and so as our brain develops we get locked into this reality is 3d life that has nothing to do with spirituality spiritual training doesn't come into play unless you're lucky enough to have a a, a um, religious family or a spiritual family do you see so our parents don't know and our grandparents don't know it's rare that you find them being completely awake okay uh, and some do, because it's always been that way. Otherwise, we would everybody would have been stuck forever, and we would never get out of anything. Some are awake enough to add things into books and movies and songs and, and everything. It's there. Paintings. It's there. Cave walls. There's been people throughout all of time that are writing things down that are important, that are images, and that those images are everlasting, and they reoccur all over the planet. And it's not because those people traveled the world and learned one thing and took back the spiral and put it down for everybody to find everywhere around the world. It's because that spiral has to do with the universe itself. We call it the Fibonacci sequence or the golden mean ratio. Those two versions of the same mathematical equation. Science only in the 21st century started to get a reality, realization, of what these ancient people from tens and twenties and thirties and fifty and a hundred thousand years ago carved on in the rocks and in trees and or uh, in caves, painted in places and made these these figures that we just thought were statues or this and that until we started deciphering the mathematics of it and realized that these people from a hundred thousand years ago were way more advanced than we ever thought we were now. But because we have technology, we think we're the most advanced civilization this world has ever seen, which is just not true. We're just the seventh civilization this world has seen. That's all. We're not the most advanced. We're by far not the most advanced because we are, we are just now becoming spiritually aware. And that has happened, we know, that that has happened in the last 100,000 years in different pockets on this planet where entire, entire groups of people just disappeared. South America, for one. Central and South America and the United States, where millions of people disappeared off the face of the earth. And everyone would love to say, well, aliens came, got them. They would rather, people who don't even believe in aliens would rather believe that an entire species in South America was swooped up by alien UFOs than to say those people were awake and ascended. Think about that. And most of these people are Christians 
or Muslims or Hebrews from the big three religions on the face of the earth would deny that people were spiritually aware enough so that millions ascended to heaven at the same time. Those same people who will tell you that UFOs don't exist and that aliens are, in fact, the devil trying to corrupt you would rather believe that aliens came down and swooped them up than to believe that those people were so much more advanced than we are that they were capable of something spiritual. Because why? They are children, and they're being driven by their ego. And so they can't. They cannot believe that an entire society thousands of years ago wearing loincloths could have ever ascended spiritually. Not if I didn't do it. We can't do it. Those people were freaking primitive. They thought that the fire was a god. <laughs> Don't they know anything? God doesn't exist. There is no God. Don't they know? <laughs> do you see? Right. Denise said seeing the, the, the world through the eyes of a child. That's the truth. Okay. My mother has Alzheimer's. So she's what we would say. She's not all in there. She's a whole of herself. Really, she's very present and aware in the moment. That's where all of us are trying to achieve through meditation is to, but we still want to be conscious in there. Well, she is too. She just doesn't have the words to tell you out loud. But she's living for every moment. She's more sentient than we are. Children who we say are simple little children, they're just special, they just they don't know. Yeah, they don't. They're not corrupted yet and indoctrinated by this place. Children are free until we corrupt them and then we tell them you can't believe in any of that stuff. Who's that that fake friend of yours that don't doesn't exist? Stop that. You were not alive in 1872 and you don't have any idea what you're talking about. Stop talking about that. Okay. Those are just you just have imagination. Don't tell people about that. You need to stop. Everything that comes through is a residual memory where the children are not quite indoctrinated yet. They're still in their higher plane of existence, and they start trying to tell their parents the wisdom of what they know or just their experiences, what they remember, stifled by the indoctrination of our parents. Okay? That's why I like to quote uh, Marie Osmond's uh, quote from her mother. When her mother said to her, we spend the second half of our lives trying to repair all the damage they did to us in the first half. Because that's true. You don't realize it until you do. And usually that's uh, the second half of your life. The first half of your life, all everything is happening to you. And you think you know everything, but you don't know anything because everything that you should be taught that's essential is not, in fact, being taught to you at all. None of it. And then those things that help you know those things have been stifled by our society and is not being taught to you anymore either. The only thing they want you to know is, like, okay, for instance, in the United States currently, the number one job when asked everyone under the age of 33 years of age, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be? The number one job preference by all children today is, an influencer on the internet. Okay? When I was a kid, there were jobs that you would look up to of people who were in service to others. 
I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a, I want to be a social worker. I want to be somebody who's in service to others. Now, I want to be in service to myself. I want to be an influencer. I want people to follow me and give me likes, and I want to get paid for it. Because certain countries of the planet who make certain applications know this and they're teaching children from as young as they can to be in service to self and get instant gratification. They're utilizing the internet for their 50% that is the devil or that is nefarious or that is evil or that is in service to self and teaching and corrupting people as much as they can. They're using their 50%. So some of us are using our 50% to do the opposite. And they can't stop us anymore because of the internet. Before that, they could just murder everybody, stifle them, and that's what they do. And they still try and do it. In the last 12 years of my life, the last 10 years of my life, I've had four attempted murders on my life. I didn't think they were. I thought they were just shit that happened to me in life because I've almost died hundreds of times in my lifetime by many different things that I know. Man, I don't know how I survived that. I should have been dead just now. I've had witnesses go, you should not be alive, bro. Doctors who would tell you that I had a 2% chance of living, not joking, 2% chance to get to make it to the operating table and a 5% chance to make it through the operation and a 3% chance that I would survive after that. Not a joke. That happened to me in 2014. No. Tw yes, 2015. Okay? Not a joke. Now, I just thought that was just something that just happened until I had other people who were not there present, psychics, oracles and the like people who are in the know contact me and say do you, you do realize that there was an assassin trying to kill you right but people don't believe in that there's no such thing as magic so it doesn't exist there's no such thing as anything outside of this reality in flesh so it doesn't exist so there are no assassins even though carla who is the channeler in the law of one Every single day of her life, while she was channeling and, and after that, had an assassin who was occupying the same space she was in, in the fourth dimension, trying to psychically cross over from that dimension to this one and kill her in this dimension. Okay, People would hear that about Carla and say, well, that happens, of course. It happened to Carla because Raw said so. That can't be happening to just anybody on this planet. Who are you? Okay. And I'm here to tell you that that's just untrue. But the truth is, when your vibration vibrates at a higher rate of speed, higher rate, this is why I did this, the two different shows a few years ago, the Defense Against the Dark Arts 1 and 2. I didn't have to do with Hogwarts and magic, although it did. But it had to do with the real world and real magic. Just like there are vampires, there are energy vampires, they are a thing. 35 years ago, when I was, or 25 years ago, when I was in my 20s, I was teaching about energy vampires. People were going, energy vampires, is that a thing? I'm like, yes, it actually happened at my buddy's shop. It actually happened at his shop when he had people that were coming in to teach, and they were coming in dressed up as if they were in Egypt 5,000 years ago. Not a joke. 
I wasn't there to see this, but my wife was. And they stole everybody's energy, raped them of their energy and their aura, and everybody was sick and just sickly. And I and I said, I I need to see. When my wife got there to me, I said, Your aura is gone. What happened to you? Oh my God! Everybody and there these two people, and they were just by the time they were done, and they left. They had all this energy, and all of us were just felt ill. And I said, I need to meet more of these people. So they called everybody back to that shop, and I got in there and said, These people were energy vampires, and they stole your energy. And they were like, What's an energy vampire? This was 35 years ago. That's why I just posted on my TikTok the the thing the saying that says we're we are in living in a time when the devil is not even hiding from the world and yet no one can still see him and that was a quote from the bible which was written thousands and thousands of years ago okay that's why the saying when people say the best trick the devil ever pulled was was to get everybody to believe that he didn't exist okay and that's the truth nefariousness only works by getting you to believe they're not nefarious until they don't care anymore when they got you that's the whole vampire can't come in your house until you invite them in. Free will is what that story is about. Free will. And evil can't do anything evil to you if you're aware of them. And that's why I say the first step of avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. To realize that you're in a trap is knowing of the trap. And to avoid the trap in further life is to know there is one. And the trap is in your mind. And that was what was written in the song Hotel California back in the 70s by a band called the Eagles here in America. We are all just prisoners here of our own device. They weren't talking about if you see that on a low vibration, you hear the song, you're like, oh, yeah, they're talking about everybody doing drugs. That's all. Okay, that's what they wanted you to believe. But if they were trying to teach you about drugs, then why in the beginning of the song... Why is it that the first words in the song are cryptic? On a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair, right? The smell of colitis floats in the air. What is this? What is colitis? Does anybody know? Look that up. Colitis is another word to get past algorithms or sensors of the 70s. Colitis is another word for cannabis, for pot. So he was saying, driving down a dark desert highway with cool wind in my hair after getting high. And there's a reason that it's called being high, by the way, because your vibration is higher than the vibration that you're experiencing when you're just here. That's why people were doing psychedelic drugs in the 60s. That's why the, the, the Doors, the rock band, the Doors, called themselves that because they were taking psychedelic drugs to unlock doors and open doors in their in their uh, belief system and their reality spiritually. Okay, so by smoking the the weed and becoming high, higher vibration, he was able to observe what was happening, and the entire song was about being stuck here. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. We are all just prisoners here of our own device. Many, many, many. You listen to any song written by the band Tool, you'll find the same storyline. Everybody thinks that they're just a bunch of drug addicts. Stairway to Heaven was about a woman who was trying to utilize her power and money to buy her way out of here. Okay? 
That was written by Led Zeppelin in the 70s, a rock band from America in the 70s. It was about being stuck in a woman who was egoic and thinking she could use her, her influence and her cash to buy her way out. All of these things are throughout history. They're all over throughout history, and everybody thinks they're just a bunch of crazy drug addicts who are writing these songs, right? And it's not that way. Thank you, Casey. She said, oh, my God, I'm so glad that, you're, that your guides are, are there talking about other people, not me, your guides of other people. But I'm saying thank you, not because I thought you were talking about me, but because you're saying that about everybody has guides. And the guides are there to remind us of what's going on because we're mind wiped. So they're there to help nudge us onto the course that we were supposed to be on, that we set down for ourselves. But we know that we're going to be under the influence. You have to remember that everything is 50-50 here. So I'm glad, Casey, I love when you say these things. Everything is 50-50 here. So if, if nefariousness is aware and, and misguiding us, there has to be the equal to the yin, the yang, there has to be the equal and opposite reaction to the reaction. Our entire physics is based on that. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Okay? So if consciously people are aware and they become nefarious to keep your vibration low, there has to be the opposite at work at the same time. To give anyone who's looking for it the opportunity, our guides act as part of that. Our consciousness is unaware of that in this body. That's why we say the subconscious it should be the superconscious always. Sub is a leftover from uh, from the uh, underworld. The underworld never meant something that was down in the planet. It meant the underworld that is under inside you. It meant inside. Okay. The underworld was the inside. That's why the entire Book of the Dead. In the Hebrew or the Hebrew in the in the Egyptian uh, pantheon, is about that. It's about transitioning from this reality and ascending, but it's all described as going into the underworld. All all the cultures have that because back then the underworld meant inside yourself, not under the ground. It was corrupted in the modern day and explained that way by nefariousness. Oh, they're talking about underground. They believed wrongly that there was something going on underground. Don't look underground. They don't, we don't want people thinking there's something going on underground, you know, because there's 186 military bases worldwide that the American government owns underground. So they can't have people thinking there's something going on underground. The knowledge that there are aliens living underground. We can't have you going and digging and heading underground and trying to find something. We can't have people thinking that there's a, an entire species of Bigfoot living underground or uh, lizard people, the Draco, that live in the earth. We can't have people trying to go on expeditions into the earth. That was wrongfully, there was this, this myth by these simple people from thousands of years ago that believed that there was this underworld that existed, but what they were trying to tell you was that that was where the devil resided. Don't go looking there. That's just not a real place. Because they're trying to distract you from the realization that it was within yourself. Okay? Yeah, and Bigfoots are underground. Yes, and there, there, there are four of them. We talked about this last week. There are four of them. They, Raw talks about three. 
and they live underground. And one of them is all Maldekians. That was referred to in this, early in this, uh, today, in 10, because in 9, he talked about that. Raw talked about that, and then Don started asking questions. That's why 10 continued that, talking about the Maldekians and what their physical body was that they were in inside of. Yeah. She says, that's what I brought it up. Right, she's laughing. Casey's laughing. I said, you took the words right out of my mouth. So all of that is you can't go looking underground because you're going to find something if you do, right? And then you're going to realize that there's nothing spiritual there. And then you're going to wonder what that meant. So they tell you that the whole thing is all saw made up, and it was this crazy people who were just afraid of the dark and, and afraid of the sky and thought the sun was, was God. And that's what they want you to believe. That's, that's you know, there, there's your gaslighting. That's, that's how the misdirection is done, right? That's just like uh, the UFO incidents, uh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, Groom Lake out there, Area 51, uh, over in, in uh, Nevada. Nothing has happened out there since people learned about it. There are underground military bases out there, but all that alien stuff that you guys think moved to Wright-Patterson Air Base in 1947 and 48. Okay? There was nothing. They have you believing that. It's misdirection. They pretend. I think they protest too much. They pretend there's nothing to see in Nevada. 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 There are no aliens here. No aliens here. And then they leak it. So that everybody's trying to run over there to see what's going on there. And there's all these other military bases. The one over... Because the that one had to change. There was the one over there in the in the um, um, oh god, where is it now? I can't think of where what state it's in. But uh, Stargate blew the cover off of that one in the mountain, and and Stargate SG one because that was that's an actual military base as well. Okay, real military base Cheyenne Mountain, real military base Cheyenne Mountain Complex is real military base, and there was crazy weird stuff going on there. Not anymore because everybody knows about it. But they use that, and they go, yeah, 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 go to Cheyenne. Go out there. Try to get out there to Groom Lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even though they do have stuff there, right, they are doing research there. But everything, their entire cash, you think is there only? Come on. If you know about it, it's not there anymore. Okay? But then they don't care because they give you disinformation. That's what they've done with the Internet. If you look anything up on the Internet, you're going to find that no matter what it is, there's going to be somebody that's going to say the opposite. Okay? And you're going to find that because the Food and Drug Administration in America has been paid off so that they literally say that there is nothing on this planet that has any medicinal purposes whatsoever unless it's manufactured by a pharmaceutical company. That is now the new standard. So if you take and you say, hey, I can cure COVID if I just consume a shit ton of vitamin C, either by eating a lot of oranges or take vitamin C with a whole shit ton of zinc and a whole shit ton of vitamin B3, or D3, I mean, I can if I do all of that in a very large quantity, I'll get over it. There is no definitive proof that any of that works. You have to take this manufactured injection. All that other stuff is a lie. None of that works, including that hydroxy stuff. That doesn't work. All of it's been proven since then that it did, and it does. Okay, Everything that I was deleted for and millions of other people worldwide were deleted for in talking about Everything that's had transpired on this planet in the last three years, including to do with politics, including to do with religion, including to do with pandemics, not every single conspiracy theory, 
But most of the ones that were backed up by science and scientists, even though they were all called crazy, now that it's all over, they're going, well, you know, hmm, yeah, seems like they all know what they're talking about. I mean, there is no definitive proof that vitamin C does anything for you. Okay. <laughs> Hydroxychloroquine, Casey. I was trying to get around saying that because of the algorithm. Hydroxy. She said, wait, hydroxy, why does that sound familiar? Hydroxychloroquine, uh, which is given, it probably sounds familiar to you because if you have lupus, it's given to you because you have lupus. And a few other, uh, uh, that's why you're saying that, right? Wait, why does that sound, uh, why does that sound familiar? Because if you have any autoimmune disease, you're getting hydroxychloroquine for most of the, of the immune, autoimmune diseases that are out there, including lupus is one of them, okay? And it cures that, helps you with that stuff. Also cures the coop. But they don't want you knowing that. Even the person who manufactured it denied it. And I did a, a comparison and got deleted for it. Took the chemical breakdown. Remember, I'm a chemist. Okay. Read you from the website of Johnson & Johnson and Moderna, those two websites, what their drug did to stop COVID. Then read from the manufacturer of hydroxychloroquine and what that drug did in its cure of autoimmune diseases or any diseases in the human body. Then broke down the chemical composition of every single chemical that they claimed in their statement, not any information from me. I didn't make any of it up. None of it. Not 1%, not a half a percent. I read from their websites what they claimed to the world was their findings from their researchers and read their research on air and said to you, this is what it does on a molecular level to help stop COVID. This is what Moderna claims. This is what Johnson & Johnson claims. If those chemical compounds do this, it works according to them. Then I read you the same claim and information from the hydroxychloroquine company, the company who made that, and what their drugs chemically did in the human body. And it was the exact same chemical reaction in the human body that cured COVID. I didn't make any of it up. I just read it to people and showed the comparison, kind of like I'm doing with the law of one. I'm not making any of it up. I'm reading it. And then I'm showing you the comparison in either history or movies or songs or whatever to show you other people in this world throughout time who realized what Ra was saying to everyone between 1981 and 1984 and giving you those examples of people that are awake and saying the same things that Raw's trying to tell us between 1981 and 1984 to give credit to the LL Research Group, but also to give credit to all this other information that is already here on the planet as well. If all of these people were saying this, if everyone says you're crazy but you, everyone, then chances are you're the crazy person. But if everybody calls you crazy, and then there's all these other millions and millions and millions of people who say, no, 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 you, you're not crazy. You actually know what's going on. 
And then you have you know these other people in the minority saying, all oh, you guys are actually nuts. It's not everybody. It's not the entire society is saying that you're all nuts. It's a majority of people teaching you they're all nuts. Okay? That's what's happening in the news. All news agencies worldwide are controlled by the same 12 or 13 families. Not a joke. Not a lie. You can look that up. The devil doesn't hide because the devil never had to. The devil convinced you the devil didn't exist. Evil people don't hide. They always convince you they don't exist. I was not here. I never had sex with that woman. Turns out he lied. So when they when they tried President Clinton and impeached President Clinton for lying to Congress, history bore out the fact through genetics and DNA that he did have sex with that woman and he did lie under oath to Congress. Even though politically at the time, after he was impeached, it was proven to be true. The same people that were in his in his religion on his side acquitted him of the same thing. Those same people are trying to say that that's what's happened with the the uh, you know the the orange guy. That even though they claimed that what he did was true, that the the political persuasion of their religion that were on his side acquitted him, and that. That's a lie. History hasn't proven that in any way, because every time someone actually looks into the real history, what's happening is they're uncovering that everything he claimed was actually happening. Okay? And now that the Republicans have Congress, you're going to see investigations that are going to start burying that out even further, and you're going to still see those same 13 families that are in control of the media saying, that's all lies. We're all just trying to smear everybody. It's lies. We're all just making that up. It's all Russian information. Russian that Russian disinformation is is about as truthful as the Earth is flat. Okay, it's about as credible as the Earth is flat. If you actually are an adult and you pay attention. Okay, uh, don't get me wrong. I know some of you are going to go, "Oh, he's a Republican. That's it, man." If you know anything about me, you know that I don't buy into that religion. I am registered because I vote, so I have to register. I'm registered as no party affiliation. They allow that in this country. No party affiliation. In fact, there are more people in this country right now in the United States that are listed politically as no party affiliation than the combined total of the Democrat and the Republican parties together. That's how bad it's gotten to where a political movement that is basically anarchy is now a political movement that is just as large as the two-party system. There are more of us who are not buying their bullshit. And I don't buy either side because they're both liars and they're all about the same thing. Power, money, greed. They are, in fact, nefarious. And people that are seek power, 90% of all people who seek power are, in fact, in service to self. Because that, that is their way. There's 10% that are trying to do good, and those get drummed out or controlled very quickly. Okay? Because the people that who seek power are crazy. <laughs> Margaret says, oh, I have to go. Okay, I have to go and do things. See, I apologize, Margaret. I started talking about that evil religion, and people think that when I do that, 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 that I am uh, a part of that religion when I'm not. And that's when people go, oh, okay. I got to go now. Uh, this is a nice conversation, but now he's getting political. I didn't come here for that. Th that is, if that's what you're doing, I, I hope that it's not. 
the reason I say that is because you have to realize the other half of the Christian religion or the or the belief in one God and that the God is good, there's the other half, and that is the people who don't believe in that God, but they believe in the new gods, and that's money, power, control. That is a religion. It is a spiritual way of life. And to deny that is one of the reasons why that they're able to do what they do, because you think there's a difference between church and state. We need a separation of church and state. What they're really saying to you is we can't have your religious beliefs involved in our religious beliefs. That's what they're saying. So, but I hope, Margaret, that it is you just are busy and you have to do stuff. <laughs> so I love you and thank you for coming. Uh, and I hope that to see you in the future. Hopefully that you'll tune in. Uh, I Just so you guys know, I am going to plan. I'm working on doing another uh, day, uh, adding a second day to um, my talks. Uh, I, I don't know for certain that I'm, I believe that I'm going to. I don't know when, probably not until after the holidays. We'll see. I'm working on it. Right. So it won't be just Fridays. I'll be on the air uh, probably on a Tuesday or a Thursday, maybe a Tuesday, go Tuesday and Friday. Uh, we'll see how things go. It's all going to be determined by my mother uh, on how, how long I can stay away from her, which I have to get back to now because it's almost seven. So I have to get off here and cook dinner. Uh, so, Margaret, I, hopefully you didn't. You're not already gone. Uh, thank you. Uh, I wasn't singling you out and trying to say <laughs> anything. I'm just saying when I start talking like that, people go, oh, man, I'm out of here. Right, so I apologize if that's what you thought, and that's why you were leaving. Uh, but if you're just busy, you're busy. Life is life. You got to do what you got to do. Okay, guys. So to realize again, let me reiterate for the thousandth time: the first step in avoiding trap is knowing of its existence. Right. So the trap is the trap of the mind. The trap is nefariousness, convincing you you're alone, you're by yourself, you're not in charge. They're equal to you or stronger than you and that they control you and that you're a slave. And in doing so, they like to take a little bit of truth that you are here in a prison. The prison was designed by us, by the creator, on purpose, for us to have an organic experience, and then saying, no, 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 this was set up by beings in 3D reality. And that's one of the reasons and one of the things that they say uh, that when they're trying to conquer is there's these evil people that are in charge and we're your saviors. Okay? That's how they got their feet on the ground here in the United States or here on this planet was they came to the earth and said, there's this evil empire that's, that's trying to keep you imprisoned and they're going to come back and we can defend against that if you let us come in. That was the vampire knocking at the door, evil knocking at the door. And when we said, uh, the planet said, without us knowing about it, those of us who were here, when those people who called themselves in charge said, sure, yeah, yeah, man, come in, help us. They got the boots on the ground and went, <laughs> too late. Vampire has walked in the door because you let him. And now you're fighting for your life. And that's exactly what happened on this planet. That's how we got stuck. Right? I know Casey said, I want to know more, right? So, and, uh, but I agree. So do I, right? I mean, that is literally the word philosophy means that. It's another Greek word. It literally means the love of knowledge or the knowledge of love. Knowledge is love. No, love is knowledge. Right, so philosophy literally means that. Okay, so if you have that love of knowledge, then it's because you love, because you love, the knowledge of love or the love of knowledge. Right, Karen, welcome. Karen says it teaches the universe. It teaches the universe is a hologram inside the brain, and if you can get past level seven, you can exit the matrix into the absolute. 
Have you seen this? I have not, but it is but it is the basis for reality. It only costs like under $400 to attend this program. Screw that. I'm giving it to you for free. And so are many others around the planet. It's out there for you to see for free. All you have to do is, is see it. And that's what all the people throughout time and history have been trying to tell you. You don't need money. You don't need to pay somebody to teach you that. You just need to remember it, realize it on your own. They're just, all they're going to do is take your money, and then they're going to give you a, a, a five-step program or whatever. They're going to teach you what is already there for you to know if you are looking for it. That's the message of anyone who's ever woke up for real, wake up and realize what's going on in the universe. That's why that story exists from that Sufi, Karen, who spent all this time and money buying books and researching. This was the time before the internet and uh, trying to become awake because he knew there was something that he was not getting and that there was something that he could achieve. He got that part of, of knowledge in, in, the, in the hunger for it. And he went through his life and he was reading everything he could do and he was learning everything he could learn and talk to everybody he could bring all the money that he spent in his whole life. He dedicated his life to it. And then one day he woke up in the morning and he realized that he got it. And then when he did, he looked around to the world and he went and got all the books that he had bought and he put them out on his front lawn and burned them all. Because once you realize what it is, it's literally in front of your face, and it has been your entire life. So I wouldn't pay under $400. I wouldn't pay under $200. I wouldn't pay under $100. I wouldn't pay, and I haven't, my entire life. Okay, I, might, I bought books and, and stuff like that, but with the Internet, you don't have to pay for anything. Anybody who's trying to sell you something, it's because they're telling you that they have a knowledge that you can't achieve unless they tell you what they know. That's why you can. You have to come. You have to pay three hundred dollars to come to my class, and I'll give you the secrets. And by the time you get done after you paid it, you're going to justify it by saying, you know what, it was worth every penny because I learned what I didn't know. But then once you start to uh, to really assimilate that, there's going to come a time in the future, not too far into the future, when you're going to go, could I have learned all of that without paying that person? And you're going to look around, and when you get to the point where you can actually see it, you're going to look around. You're going to go, that guy scammed me. I didn't need to pay that. All I had to do is see it here. But then you'll you'll justify that because you lost the money. So your ego will justify it by saying, well, you know what? I didn't know it ahead of time. And you could rightly so say that because everybody services the all. Right? Even murderers and rapists are serving the all. You can't be in service to self without being in service to others. And you can't be in service to others without being in service to yourself. That's that cyclical nature of the yin and the yang. Right? So... This is why I tell people, if you feel that you need to pay that money because you don't believe that you're going to discover the secrets without doing so, by all means, pay the money. Just like going to church when people say, you can't be saying that you think that the religions are wrong. No, 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 they're just corrupted. You can go to them and still not get corrupted by them. You can live on this planet your entire life and not be touched by evil. If you're not trying to be, if you're trying to avoid it, if you're going out of your way to make sure that it's out of your life, it won't touch you. You can keep it from you mostly. Do you understand? Same thing with knowledge. You can learn it. If you want to fast track it and think you can, by all means, do it. Right? I have more important things to spend my money on. That's why I don't pay all the money for all the bells and whistles for everything for broadcasting. 
because I figured out ways of doing it either cheap or for free. Does that mean my microphone cracks a little bit? Does that mean I'm operating with a free program that crashes if I leave it paused for 35 minutes? <laughs> so be it. I have a television that I bought. There was a $1,000 TV that was being, uh, that was being sold uh, because it was discontinued for $199. And it's this big, giant, widescreen television that's like 48 inches. And everyone's like, how much did you pay for that thing? I only paid I only paid under two hundred dollars for it. How how'd you get away after tax? It was probably about two fifty. How did you get away with that? It was because they were they were getting rid of it. You know why? Because when you're watching this when you're watching television and you leave it on for more than thirty minutes, the mouth and the sound doesn't connect. And the mouth happens after the sound happens. You have to turn the television off and turn it back on, and then it works again fine for another half hour or so. Does that mean that every 30 minutes during a commercial break, which I don't want to watch anyways, I turn the TV off and turn it back on and it takes about 30 seconds to come back on completely? Fine, I miss a commercial or two if I time it right. And then the TV works. If that's what I have to do, that's what I'll do. Because they didn't pay over $1,000 for a, for a television that's only worth 50 bucks anyways. Do you see my point? Right? So I paid 20 bucks for this microphone. And that's only because it has a, a 30 or 60 foot cord. Not a joke. It's got a big old long cord on it. I don't use that much, but I, I could if I needed to, right? If I was recording in a way where I wasn't sitting six feet from the, from the computer, I would need that, right? I had that boom mic that I paid 50 bucks for. That's a great mic, except for the jack has problems. If I tap the microphone, the jack gets screwed up because the jack is old. Same thing happens with this now, right? Okay, I get that. Do I have to bite the bullet one day and spend a little bit more money or make myself a computer with brand new stuff? Yeah, probably. I'm not going to spend $1,000 or more or two, $3,000 for a computer just to do my show when I can still do it for pennies on the dollar, right? Some people, will they're like, oh, I can do the top line of everything. Got to pay money. I need producers, directors. I'm going to get a loan, take out a business loan. I'm going to do this right. Why? Because they're worried about making money at it. Their plan is to get rich doing that. If I were to, or if I wanted to broadcast like a TV network, and and I would have to spend the money that a TV network spends. Do you see? Same thing. So so yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't pay that. I've not heard about it, but I but I know the information they're teaching you. It's the same information that I'm teaching that that the Buddha was teaching, that uh, the Tao Te Ching is teaching, that Mahatma Gandhi was teaching. Not a joke. You can look all that up. When you, if you take the course, let me know. Afterwards, I'd love to talk to you and find out if you learned something that you know you could have never learned from anyone else on this planet. It's not out there already. There wasn't anybody, any teachings written down in history that was teaching you that, that you could have just read for free on the internet. I'll guarantee you, you're going to figure it all out. You're going to go, fuck, that was already out there. It was right there in front of my face. But it's okay if, if you paid that money and it worked for you. And and it actually you know got you know gave you something and made you more spiritually aware. Then, like I said, it's justifiable. I just won't do it. I didn't need it. Will it take me a little bit more time to do it the old-fashioned way and be organic? That's just me, right? That's the way I am. I'm that person. Right. So, but I'm sure that some you know if you guys are out there and you're listening and you're on the the chat, if you guys are interested in that, get hold of Karen. <laughs> and see if she'll give you the information, and you can go and pay money. I looked up Eckhart Tolle, who I watch for free on YouTube, right? And he was going to be out here in Sacramento. How much would it cost for me to go see him? 
the cheapest seat was $250. I'm like, let's see. I can pay $250 to sit in an arena and watch him on the big screen because I won't be able to sit close enough to where I can see his face up close unless I have binoculars to hear him say the same shit they're going to post on the Internet in three months for me to see on YouTube for free. Or I could spend $250 to sit in the arena to hear him say the same shit that I'm going to hear him say on YouTube for free. Do you see? I do that with everything. When people are like, don't you want to go to the movies and pay $14 to get into the movie and pay another $55 for for your food to watch the movie for an hour and a half? Why should I do that when it's going to be on Netflix tomorrow? <laughs> or I can see it for free on Peacock in a month. Why would I pay all that? Because you're at the movie theater. Oh, you mean there's popcorn that I have to pay uh, $10 for? When I can go and buy popcorn for $1.50 at the store? Or I can pop my own for 50 cents? No waiting at the bathroom. <laughs> my own. I can drink beer. I can drink wine. I can drink whatever I want. I don't have to go and drive. Same thing with sporting events. Don't you want to go? Oh, I love them. When you're young, it's a sport. Sports are for young people. I've gone to many, many where I paid money because the experience is completely different. Being in a theater is completely different too. Don't get me wrong. But I have a mother with Alzheimer's, so paying fourteen dollars to have her go to see a movie that she's not going to remember before it's over, it's kind of a waste of my time. And then. What if she doesn't want if she gets asked to go to the bathroom or, you know what, I can't, I can't take her, so that means I have to get somebody to take care of my mom so I can go to a movie. Or I can watch it on a widescreen TV with a stereo surround sound in the comfort of my own home with my mom sitting in the same room, and I can get up, go to the bathroom whenever I want, don't have to worry about getting scurvy, and I can eat whatever food, and it's not going to cost me another 50 bucks plus parking. Right? That's just who I am. That's how I am. Tyrol, I'm organic. I'll read everything I can read, but I don't pay very much money for it. I'll buy a book, and I don't buy them when they're brand new, when they cost 50 bucks. I wait until that book's $8, and then I buy it. Well, I got to know the information before anybody else. I used to be that guy who worked at a movie theater. I had to go to the midnight movies and see the movie before anyone else did so that I could claim that I did. And what did they give me? They didn't give me anything. Bragging rights to your friends. That's egoic. Bragging rights to my friends. I already saw that movie twice. You're just now going to see it? Oh, 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 oh. I already saw it. Oh, oh. I saw it the day it came out. Well, when they work at a movie theater, they have to show the movie. They have to actually play the movie on it's starting at midnight the night before, uh, because the people that work there have to watch the movie to see if there's any problems with it, to see if they need to edit anything. So they have to watch the movie to make sure there's nothing wrong, there's nothing put into the movie that's not supposed to be there. So there's no porn or anything cut into the movie and make sure that all the splices are right, there's no burns or marks or scratches or whatever. So they have to proof it. So when they when the, the the managers of these places would tell the employees, hey, you guys want to come and see the movie before anyone else gets to see it, it doesn't go to the United States. It's it releases at you know 10 a.m. tomorrow morning for showing anywhere in the United States. I'm going to be playing it at midnight. You guys and everybody shows up and we all have popcorn and candy and stuff that we all pay for, right? We don't get that stuff for free because that's illegal. We all pay for that, and then we go sit in the theater and we get to watch a movie for free. One of the perks of working in a movie theater. I don't know if they still do this, but when I was between the age of 17 and, and 22 working at movie theaters, I got to do that. And I worked for different companies, so it wasn't just one company. So that's what they used to do back in the day. The employees got to see the movies ahead of time for free. That was a perk of working at a movie theater. That's why people who love movies end up working at movie theaters, because you get to see shit for free. And as, sometimes they don't let you in at the midnight one, but as a perk, you either get a discount or you get a certain number of movies per month for free that you get to go in and watch. 
So you just look at what the movies are that are coming out, the ones that you want to really see, you go to and you get to see for free. Sometimes workers sneak in and get to watch a movie here and there, bits and pieces of a movie that's really big. And if you do it just right, you go in at the beginning one time, watch five minutes, a couple days later or a few hours later, you pop in 20 minutes into the movie and get to see it and you piece it together and you get to see the whole movie. I do the same thing in life with everything. Why would I pay? That's like learning law. Going to an Ivy League, Harvard, Yale, Brown, to learn law, you pay $350,000 a quarter to, for the same law that you learn at Cal Berkeley for uh, you know, $50,000 uh, for five years. And the bar exam in the state of California is 10 times harder and more strenuous than the one that you would learn that you would take at Harvard, Yale, or Brown, or any one of those Ivy Leagues. Okay, so are you learning a certain type of law that you can't learn at Cal Berkeley, Davis, UC Davis, or over at, at, uh, at Diablo Valley College? No. The bar is the bar. You either know it or you don't know it. You either pass it or you don't. It has no one, nothing to do with what school you went to. There's not a certain type of law that you learn only at or Ivy League schools. Rich people pay rich money to for the prestige of saying, I went to this school, and then the rich people who go to those schools uh, all get together and say that only uh, we're only going to hire the people that went to our schools. That's the elites trying to make you prove that you belong. That's all. They're not learning some new education that you don't get to have. They tried that. They tried that in the beginning, and that's the way it was. Education was only given. Classical education was only given to people who had the money to get that education. But once uh, people realized, because the, the IQ test was based on whether or not you had a classical upbringing, and people that grew up in, in Harlem would, would said they had an IQ of 80, and when somebody said, I don't think they have an IQ of 80, I think the, the questions are rigged. Only people who have had that classical education understand the questions. So then when they took those questions and applied them to things that the kids in Harvard would actually know, the kids in Harvard tested as geniuses, and the kids who—I mean, the kids in uh, in uh, um, Compton tested as geniuses, and the, and the Harvard kids tested the same way. IQ of eighty. The truths, all the truths we cling to, depend greatly on a certain point of view. Okay, so if your test is rigged so that people who go to a certain school learn a certain thing, have an uptake. Uh, to prove, and then you're telling them, well, you're a genius because you go to these schools when the IQ test is actually based on the fact that nobody is above the age of 18 mentally. You can look that up. Even Google, as slanted as Google is, will actually give you that uh, definition. But yet, well, you're smarter than the, those people. No, you just understand the questions. The truths you cling to are, are directly related to your point of view. So, same thing. You can pay the money. If it works for you, then 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 teach me. If you learn something and I don't know it, I'd love to hear it. Because then I'm going to get it from you for free. You're going to pay all that money. And then you're going to teach me, if you, if you will. And I'll learn from you and tell everybody on air, I learned all this stuff that I had no idea because Karen went and paid money. Or anybody, any of you out there. right? I hope that that's the case. I hope you guys have information I don't have. That's why I love the Q&A. I want you guys to give me and make me think to educate me so that my teaching is learning and then my learning is teaching. Do you see? That's how it works. I'm humble enough to say that.
admit that and want that. Without you guys, for me to learn from, I would be stagnant. I would know what I think I know, and that's it. But then when I talk to you guys and you guys ask questions, or you guys say, yeah, but it's this way, or I think that, or I think this, all those things make me think. You guys teach me when you guys think I'm teaching you. That's the way it works. But I admit that. People who are egoic won't admit that. They'll have you believe they're teaching you and that you will only learn what they will have you know. They're not going to say to you, I only know as much as I've learned, and that's because other people taught it to me. Egoic people want to say, I've discovered this on my own. I've come up with this completely on my own. I know this. That's ego. There isn't anything that you learn on this earth that you just come up with on your own. It's all based on something that you learned from someone else and the experiences that you have in your life. So the truth is, the truth is, no one knows anything until someone teaches them first. They might learn from those teachings and then extrapolate out and figure out new ways of thinking, but it's based on the old ways. So you can't say, I discovered this. Well, how did you get to that? Someone took you down the road that got you trying to figure out something new. Do you see? So that's why I never say I know something you don't know. I just remember something that you've forgotten and that you haven't remembered it yet. That's all. That's all I'm here to help with. <laughs> Karen says, PDF file on it. It's CIA military intelligence. Well, I, say, I know a lot of what the CIA knows, and I know that because I've talked to people who have been interviewed and worked with the CIA, like Gary, for one, or the guys from Rendlesham Forest, for another, and I've talked to them on my show, on Ancient Aliens, both, and and said to them things that only the CIA knew. And they're like, the CIA said that. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know what the CIA knows. I'm not saying I know everything the CIA knows. I'm, I'm not, okay? I, I'm not at all, because I didn't know the, about that interview I suspected that there was really an alien spaceship that crashed at Roswell, New Mexico. And I suspected, because I had heard about it way back in the day, literally 35, 40 years ago, that there was a nurse who had something to do with seeing these aliens and saying that she talked to them, right? And then that information was disappeared off of uh, the internet. And, uh, at the time, there was no internet. But out of the stories, and I'm like, well, where did that go? How come nobody's asking those questions? I remember back in the think tanks, Prior to the ancient aliens going worldwide, the ancient aliens itself uh, uh, being a thing on history, posing the same questions. Why is it that all of these documentaries are showing all this stuff in caves that are all the same things I'm seeing in different caves all over the world, and nobody is, is making a correlation that those are the same images that another cave has that dates back to another time that's prior to that or around the same time as that other one in that other cave? What was going on on this planet that had people in all these places around the world carving the same and painting the same shit inside of caves? No one had the answers to that. And then ancient aliens popped up. Giorgio Tsoukalos and all those people who traveled the world to look at those things. I didn't do that. I posed the questions. Right? I'm a theoretical physicist. I'm not a mathematician. I know math, but I'm not really. I'm not a mathematician. I'm a theoretical physicist. So I come up with ideas based on other people's ideas, based on other people's math, and people who are applied, that's what it's called, if you're a mathematician, applied physics are people who do the math and try to figure out, by mathematics, people's theories. 
People come up with theories. Einstein was both. There's the rare people in science who are both mathematicians and theoretical physicists. But I believe that Einstein was, was both because his wife was a theoretical physicist. Okay, a lot of people don't know that. She was the reins of the outfit. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I think that he also was, uh, you know, did, I mean, they looked at his brain. His brain had like 100 times more glia cells than, than anybody else, than the normal human. So his, his faculties were 100 times better. Not quite 100 times better, but probably fivefold. So my point here to all of that is that I'm not the mathematician. I've never been. So I don't, I'm not the person who has to go and pay. I'm not the person who will, will charge. I'm not the person who will, I'm, I'm always the theoretical. I'm the person who is going to do it and wait. I'll wait. I'm patient. Learning the knowledge right now or learning it two years from now isn't going to change that I'm going to learn it because I realize that all of us go at our own pace. So if the universe says, I need to know it now, there'll be no other way for me to get this knowledge, whatever it is, unless I, I'm stonewalled by everything in everywhere and that no one will ever teach it because somebody was charging us for it. And you're sworn to secrecy and you don't get to know that. Eventually someone's going to go, that's bullshit. I paid for it, but I'm going to fucking tell people. That's what the woman did who was the interviewee psychically, who was interview sitting in the room next to the alien, talking to the alien with her mind that they claim never existed and never happened from Roswell, New Mexico. Before she was about to die, she says, they can't do anything to me, I'm dying, and I'm going to actually euthanize myself. So here's all my information. It needs to get out to the world, tell the world. And I got that information, and I did 28 episodes, 28 shows on Friday nights before I started the Law of One again, and it was about interpreting that the same way I'm doing the raw material. It's giving that information out to the world. I didn't pay for it. I wasn't there. It was something that was trying to be controlled and eradicated, and eventually it leaked out. Dead Sea Scrolls were trying to be controlled and eradicated, and they were being destroyed, and someone hid them, and eventually someone found them, and they leaked out. It took 20, 30,000 years. No, it took like 3,000, 5,000 years for it to happen, Three to 4,000 years for it to happen, but it did. See my point? No one had that information until they did. If I would have went looking for it, thinking there was information there, I could have spent my entire life and never wandered in to or through a rock that hit the pottery like those kids did when they were taking the sheep out for a stroll. <laughs> right? <laughs> you see my point? That's funny. Who is she? Oh, the you're talking about the, the um, God, I don't know what her name is now. Um, uh, her, her last name was McElroy, uh, but that was an alias. If you go back on, uh, you can't go onto my YouTube page now, but if you go to uh, Orion Rising on Facebook and go to videos and go backwards, you can find the alien interview. Uh, and uh, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but she was a nurse at the Roswell military base in the Army, working on the military base in Roswell, New Mexico in 1944, 45, 46, 47, 48. And um, when the alien spacecraft didn't crash at Roswell, New Mexico, and there wasn't a survivor, and her name wasn't Errol, and she wasn't a female, and she wasn't an alien, and she didn't have telepathic abilities, and she didn't communicate with anyone except for this nurse who had telepathic abilities that didn't know she had telepathic capabilities, who was the only one that, could, that the uh, alien could reach out to and communicate with. So because of that, she immediately got a new job and got a raise in pay and went to work for the CIA. <clears throat> that didn't happen 
at Roswell at the military base at the hospital in Roswell, and she didn't have communications uh, that were being recorded by the CIA uh, and kept records and her writing them down and keeping records uh, and interviewing this person that turned into four-hour video of, of conversation that I turned into 28 episodes on Orion Rising uh, that when she before that she had just died and gave the information to the world and that information came to me I can't tell you how it's hard to find on the internet even today it's been scrubbed but I still have the entire uh, video uh, file and audio file on record on my hard drives and uh, out there in the ether on the MP3 broadcast and the MP4 broadcast except for on YouTube because they were they scrubbed it uh, they deleted everything that I did in the last seven years. Uh, but you can go back and watch those uh, episodes that I did on every Friday night uh, prior to me starting the Law of One for the second time. <laughs> so this year, in 20, it started in 2021, and in 2021 and 2022, um, or actually it was probably 2020 and 2021 or just 2021, either way, it was 28 weeks out of a 52-year week, uh, 28 weeks out of a 52-year week, uh, and it was probably, uh, it probably took me, about 34 or 35 weeks because I'd miss a day here or miss a week here and there, you know, because of different things happening. So it probably took half a year in that year of either 2020 or 2021, uh, or that you'll find them uh, on in the archives on uh, Facebook and you can watch them. Uh, and she had an alias. That was an alias that she was using. And she had two other aliases and Peter Coyle, not Peter GV. Peter GV is in South Africa. Peter Coyle is, is in Ireland. And um, he knows uh, uh, probably more about her than I do. And I know a ton. And he was the one that was telling me how she, uh, when and where she died and who she was when she died and what her name was, in fact, in real life, when she worked for the military. The name that was used um, on uh, the, I, I believe that was an alias that she used in the manuscript. But Peter's there now. He'll tell you. <laughs> There's Peter giving a thumbs up. Um, so, so between Peter and I, we pretty much rung, rang out exactly the last days of her existence and her hiding uh, in the world. And um, then I got her um, transcripts that were um, uh, put down to this man reading a video uh, and showing the transcripts. And I, I played them and talked about it and uh, critiqued it and explained uh, basically, in the nefariousness that was behind the whole thing, but it, but the conclusion was she, in some backhanded way, was trying to help because you can't not because uh, you have to tell some truth with lies to gaslight people. So behind all of the gaslighting is some truth. There's some truth in all fairy tales. There's some truth in all lies because to get people to believe your lies, there has to be some uh, some measure of truth because we are a lie detector test, we just don't know that we are, okay? When somebody says something to you, if they're speaking the truth, you go, you know, I see the truth in what they're saying. You feel it, okay? And when someone's lying to you, you go, I don't know, man, they're, they're saying a bunch of stuff that makes sense, but then there's some stuff that I'm not sure of. It just doesn't feel right, but I think that, you know, I, I have to trust them because I can't disprove it. That's somebody that you, if you don't trust them, right and there's more doubt than there isn't then there's a good possibility you need to look into that further and find out if you're just mistaken or if in fact that person's nefarious nefarious people are very good at spinning 
lies into truth. Taking a little bit of truth, the fact that we are stuck here, and then saying it's a penal colony that is designed to ca capture your soul is not a lie. But it's not designed by nefariousness. And no one in third dimension is in control of it. Except for what they try to control with all of the control they have over reality with the news and media and television and all of that. The computers and the internet. And all the control that they have that they're exerting over you and all the watchdog computers that they've set up and algorithms they've set up to watchdog you. To reprogram you even more easily and to make sure that you're not getting out of hand and telling people you're not with well, shit you're not supposed to tell them. And then when you do, like I do, they try to stifle you, right? That's why you have people like Tom McDonald who is not involved with record companies. He can't be stifled. Look what they're doing to Elon Musk right now. They're going after him. Now they have people trying to say that he was sexually abused them. They're trying to wreck Elon Musk because now they need to wreck him and Twitter because if he succeeds in what he's planning to do, the Internet is open again for any truth and all truth from all sides. They can't have that. They can't have him own Twitter, but he does. So now they're going to destroy him. The campaign started as soon as all this thing went on with Twitter and he tried to back out and then went involved in all of that. All of a sudden, the television commercials came up trying to say that his, that his driverless car was evil and killing people. And they kept showing you until somebody like me noticed all these videos are from five years ago when they were testing. Then all of a sudden, they scrubbed the videos and they took out the part that showed you the dates of the crashes and things that happened and then replayed the videos for you without them and i saw that and went they just fucking scrubbed all the all the proof that the shit they were showing you was old shit that happened five years ago when he was first testing they wanted you to think that it was bad now now they're coming after him and they're trying to do everything they can discredit him in the every day on the news all worldwide and then they're they're telling you everybody's leaving the company and it's worthless because they're trying to change and corner the market and make his his the price of his stock go down, and now they're trying to bring charges against him, claiming that he, which they always do to everybody who's their opposition, if you're running for office and they don't want you to, to run office, they're going to find somebody who says you raped them or touched them inappropriately. They did it to Donald Trump. They did it to, they're doing it to, what's his name from Georgia, the football player? There's, oh, there's a woman who said he was sexually abused her and paid for an abortion. He's like, that didn't happen. He sued her in court. Donald Trump did the same thing. They're like, that didn't happen. There's 25 women suing Donald Trump. Really? What happened to that? Soon as he's no longer the president, you're going to see him go to jail for all of that. What happened? He hasn't been the president for two years. Where'd all those cases go? You know where they went? They were unfounded, and he sued them back and won. Same, they said the same thing about Brett Kavanaugh when he was trying to get him confirmed. Did he rape this woman at a party? And it turned out that that was suggested to her. She admitted none of that happened. I never even saw him. And they told me to say this. Whoops, all that went away. He didn't rape anybody. He didn't have any part of it. And neither did any of his friends. But that was the narrative they were telling you. They always do that. The church says you're a heretic and that you pee on the cross and that you worship the devil and skulls and all this stuff. And they, that's how they get you out of the church. And politicians claim you raped and pillaged and had sex with people you weren't supposed to and touched people inappropriately because the Me Too movement started. So now they're just go after their opponents by saying that with everybody. 
But then if you if somebody comes out and says that about them, they ignore it and tell that person to shut up. They don't, where's all the same people? Where's Black Lives Matter when when other you know where's the NCA you know, where's it the NCAA? Where are those people when anyone who is not Hispanic or black has something happen to them? The NCAA, right? Think about that. All of these movements that are supposed to be for the equal rights of all people are only for the equal rights of what is politically uh, worthy to wh whoever side, Republicans or Democrats. No one's going to fix the border. There's too much money from the slaves coming across it. One side is, is saying the other side's not doing anything. Whoever's in charge, the other side's saying that the ones in charge aren't doing anything. But they're not doing anything either. No one is. They're both lying. Same thing with abortion. They both talk about abortion and get money from it. And all of a sudden that disappears. No one talks about abortion anymore. No one talked about COVID as soon as the election was over. Everyone stopped talking about abortion now that the election's over. Black Lives Matter disappeared after the election was over. Antifa disappeared after the election was over. When Donald Trump lost the election, Antifa stopped burning shit. Black Lives Matter stopped painting shit. Nobody had any more protests. Why? Because they got what they wanted. Not Black Lives Matter and not Antifa, but the people who were paying them and organizing them. Come on, you have to see that. The same thing happens with the people at the border. There was no more step right now. All you see is the Republicans showing you videos of people coming across the border because the other side who's in charge says the border's secured. So then the people who are against them and opposed to them are showing you the border. Now that the election is over, they're not going to show you the border anymore because they don't give a fuck about the border because they don't give a fuck about the people coming across it. Never have. They don't give a fuck about how the fentanyl because all of them are making money off of that. Both sides. Religion. Do you see? So... That's the stuff that those of us who are actually awake, who are actually adults, to be awake is only to be an adult, by the way. Okay? People who are actually awake look at these things and go, you guys do realize the only time they talk about the border and abortion and Black Lives Matter is when they want to get reelected, right? The elections are over. Two years before the next election, you're not going to hear shit from anybody. Closer to the election the more it's all going to come back up again. During this time, no matter who's in control of any parliament or anything in any government, if you don't have an election cycle happening, nothing's going to get done except for they're going to make more money for themselves and take away more of your rights and get more control for them in the government. Anywhere you live on the planet, it's the same. Because nefariousness is not very inventive they cannot create they're not creative all they can do is control and destroy so they all have the same tactics worldwide guys that's why i called it the religion you guys need to realize that it's a spiritual way of life that's the first step in avoiding the trap you have to know that it's existing that's the knowledge that'll scare the fuck out of you <laughs> right and Peter said, I got to be careful what I say, but what Peter says in the chat there, right? right? A lie. Dictator was, what is that? Electric shock treatment. The further information, yes, see, Peter, I, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to get the algorithm is going to get me if I go down the road of the stuff that you tell them. Those of you who can read what's being said on the screen by Peter, who will put it up on the screen for you to read, you guys can read that for yourselves. If I say that out loud, the algorithm will hear it. <laughs> okay? Some of the things that Peter is saying, should not be said out loud or I'll get kicked off the air. Okay. 
So those of you who are on the MP3 file, you don't get to see what Peter said fully. <laughs> I apologize for that. And then Denise said, so true, right? Casey, so do you believe personally that Elon Musk is uh, for his self story Yes, he, he actually is. Uh, is he, you know, part of the original? That's just like Donald Trump. Is Donald Trump in service to self or in service to others? Ultimately, he's in service to self. That's how he made millions of dollars by self being self-servant. But he's 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 the only person who's trying to help the people in the country because he knows to make money in the United States, the United States has to be prosperous. So he's taken the opposing view because he's not part of their cabal. You have to realize that even in the even in nefariousness, everybody has their own ego and their own uh, thing. Now you have to realize that that. Elon Musk was born to money. So he didn't make money by being evil to people. He's trying to help the planet, making rockets that can recycle and not cost as much and land back on, on Earth and be reused, making cars that make driving safer for people because the cars, the computers drive the cars. And so there's not craziness, lane changes and jerking and no one paying attention when they're all talking on their phone or texting or, or yelling at the kids in the back seat. You don't have all these random factors that cause accidents if the, if the, if the cars drive themselves by computer. Then you just have to take the bugs out of the computer so that the computer doesn't kill half the planet in the meantime. Right. And then he bought, he bought a, a platform that was highly regulated, one sided regulation, stifling an entire voice from half of a country of ideology. And he's trying to open it up and have the only platform that is an American platform that Americans, the people in the North American continent, can talk on and not be silenced where it's equal and they're trying to destroy him for it. If they start attacking someone relentlessly to destroy them, that's reason for it. They're afraid of that person. Okay? So if the evil establishment that is self-serving is going after somebody as if they're the devil, because to them that is the devil because all of their power is being taken from them. It's either somebody more evil than themselves or it's somebody who's actually trying to help the people. Now, is Donald Trump evil and he's lying to everybody and making you believe that he's trying to help the people so he can gain power and then destroy all of us? If that's the case, then why in four years did he make this country the most prosperous country on the nation? Because of all of his friends! Everybody else made money too, people. Gas prices was $1.50. Now, they're almost $10 in California for the same gasoline. Okay? Food was hella cheap. Bacon was under $10 for three pounds. Now it's $25 for three pounds. I'm just saying, okay? I'm just saying. So Elon Musk is trying to open up a platform that's going to allow people to have access and free speech, which has been taken control of by these people that own these companies and stifling only one side, only one narrative. If they stifled people equally because people were hate speech like they claim, you wouldn't have all this stuff going on. The same thing with the media. If the media was not it was not taxing only one way, oh, yeah, but Fox, okay, so hold on. So you're going to tell me that Fox, one network, is equal to all of the other networks? That was what you're saying, is that all of every single other network that, that, that broadcasts worldwide 
is is it does not outnumber Fox. Well, Fox is there. All they do is talk about Republicans and say they're all cool. One network. Do you know how many networks there are on the planet? Well, in America, there's the big four. Okay, so those big four, three of them, are ganging up and only telling you what they want you to know, which is what the people that are in charge, not just in America, but worldwide, want you to know. And they are stifling all of the, the words from everyone else who is not telling you what they want you to know. That's three quarters of all of the known knowledge worldwide is being kept from you by the cabal. Three quarters is only what they want you to know. So you're only getting to know everything but what, unless you tune in to one other place. And only they're telling you the other side. Why? Because everyone else is telling you the other side. Why would the only voice in the darkness telling you anything other than all of that tell you all of that too? You, that's already out there. Three quarters of the entire planet is telling you only one thing. So how can you fault one network for not telling you what everyone else is telling you and telling you the opposite point of view? Elon Musk is trying to do the same thing with Twitter right now. And they're trying to destroy him for it. When they all gang up on you, just like they're doing to Donald Trump, Donald Trump says, I'm running for president of the United States. Two days later, that was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, three days later, less than three days on the calendar of 24-hour cycles, less than 20, 72 hours later, the Department of, of, uh, of uh, Justice came out and said, we are electing a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump that he had secret documents. Oh, and we're also still looking into January 6th. Why is it that now all of a sudden a special counsel needs to... Four years and two years of him not being in charge, no special counsel, just an investigation by the people in charge, and when they lost power, they elected a special counsel. Why was there no special counsel elected like they tried to do when he was the president, saying that he did all those things wrong, which the special counsel turned out to be come out and say nothing happened and then the people who did investigate after that everything he claimed happened was happening and now the people that don't that aren't in charge anymore the people that are in charge are saying we're going to look into everything that transpired to find out if if the former president was telling a lie or telling the truth about what actually really happened why are they afraid of that if what they say is true there's nothing to hide that's what everybody said. Well, if Donald Trump has nothing to prove, then there's nothing to hide. Okay, so there was an investigation. There was three investigations, two impeachments, and then the January 6th commission, and then the investigation, and now a special counsel. He's the most, that one person is the most investigated human being in the history of the world. Currently, currently, on a global scale, no one, in the history of our planet has had this much scrutiny besides one person. There's got to be a reason when all of the people who you know to be evil are attacking one person. That happened to Jesus Christ, and I'm not suggesting that Donald Trump is in any way a savior character or the Christ. That happened to Jesus Christ. That happened to Moses. That happened to Mohammed. That happened to Mahatma Gandhi. That happened to Stephen Biko. That happened to 
uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. People in history who have been trying to help the world has the world attack them. And it's not the good people in the world who do it. It's the bad ones. History bears that out. Okay, At the time, I'm sure there was a good portion of the population of the planet who said that Jesus' character is just evil. He's, he deserves it. He was an upstart. He was a, a revolutionary. Get him. 2,000 years hence, we call him the Savior. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Donald Trump. He's a politician. He's in that. He's involved in that religion, in that spiritual way of life. He gets what he gets. Okay, but that doesn't mean that all politicians or all people that are in that walk of life are in fact only for their friends and family. Doesn't mean that. Okay. Doesn't mean that. Doesn't mean that they're not either. Okay. History will bear that out. At the time when Abraham Lincoln was the president and got elected the president of the United States, he ran as an abolitionist. Even though he ran as a Republican, he was an abolitionist, and he ran with the abolitionists and, and then joined the Republican Party because they were an upstart at the time and became the first Republican president of the United States. And, his, and he ran to get people free. Okay? Talking about the slaves. Now, the same party who was opposed to him and fought in a war to stop him and assassinated him are telling you that the only reason he freed the slaves was because he was under pressure because he had to and he didn't really want to. And they're painting that narrative trying to say that person was in fact evil and didn't want to ever free the slaves but they forced him to. These are the same people, because you can look this up, who was the political party who was in the South? 100% Democrats. Who was the political party that invented and was the Ku Klux Klan? Democrats. Oh, well, all of the, all of the skinheads and Nazis now are Republicans. That's not true. Have you unmasked Antifa? Find out who they are. They're all rich kids who grew up in a Republican-based house, Christian Republican-based house. That was most of them, hardly any of them are hippies that grew up in democratically run households, rich elite kids, white American kids between the age of 17 and 30 are 99% of Antifa. Okay, And then guess what? Black Lives Matter and all the people that were in charge of Black Lives Matter are now getting sued and going to jail for fraud and ripping off the place for millions and millions and all kinds of insider trading and all kinds of stuff. And people who donated are demanding their money back. I'm just saying, you can look that up. So not everything is what it seems to be, but not everything is what they claim it is either. Okay, Nobody's perfect because only the Christ is the Christ. Only God is God. Only Mohammed is Mohammed. Do you understand? We are all flawed because we are only human. So is Donald Trump some saint? No. Is Elon Musk a saint? No. Are they trying to do good? History will bear that out. But what I do know is that the establishment that is evil hates them. And when the establishment and evil people hate 
somebody, it's because they fear them. And the only reason that they are feared, the only reason they fear someone, and the only reason evil people ever fears anyone is because you are a threat to their way of existence and power and control in some way. Either you're just as evil as they are, and they have now decided you're going to try and take them over, and that's why they're going after you. History will bear that out. Or these people are actually trying to do the opposite of what the people who are in charge are, in fact, trying to do. And if that's evil, then I am. Because the people that are in charge and think they own this planet are exclusively in service to self. And if you don't believe me, change the channel and look further and keep looking and don't believe anything that I've said and keep researching for yourself. Because what's going to happen is if you actually do keep questioning, you're actually going to get answers and answers are going to give you knowledge and knowledge is going to give you a higher vibration and that knowledge and that higher vibration is going to allow you to see everything clearer and when that all happens one day you're going to be doing and saying what i'm saying <laughs> just like someone said to me when i was younger and went you're crazy old man one day you're going to sound as crazy as i sound right now mark my words that was my father i thought he was nuts sometimes and said some shit that i thought was off the wall crazy insane and then science proved it. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wow. That's why I tell everybody, forget everything that I said. Don't believe me. Question everything. Go and look for yourself. And come if you do, come back and tell me kudos. I'm starting to realize that what you were saying was true. Not, Leo, you're right. Because I don't care whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. Because my opinion is going to change in time i know that because i am aware that all of the truths that i cling to are directly related to a certain point of view they're the culmination of all my experiences and all the knowledge that i have and how i ascertain that and how i put that together when i'm looking at things but one thing that i know that is a constant is that everyone who asks questions and keeps asking questions and seeking knowledge Every time you find someone who does that over and over and over and over and over and over, you find somebody who becomes wiser and wiser and wiser and wiser and wiser. It's when you stop asking questions and think you know everything. It's when you stop learning. And then you become stagnant. And then you just sit there and you think you know everything. And you get full yourself. And you don't know anything. Because you've lost it all to your ego. So that's why I tell you, you don't have to believe me. I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm trying to help you remember what it is they took from you by telling you that something was taken from you and telling you who did it. And if you don't believe me, go and look for yourself. Pure and simple. That's the way I look at it, and that's the truth. Someone said this to me. I'm paying it forward. I say it to you. You will pay it forward by saying it to someone. It might be when you're 70, 80, 90. It might be tomorrow. It depends on when your time, because of your journey, allows you to go down this road. You may be in this lifetime listening to me right now about ready to change the channel. Because in this lifetime, you are not here to learn spirituality. So therefore, I am nuts to you. Okay? It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm better than you. It means that that's not where you are 
right now. Doesn't mean you won't be there in the future. Doesn't mean you weren't there in the past. Just means that right this second, what I have to say isn't what you're looking for in your quest on your path to your enlightenment today. That's all that means. If this resonates with you and you go, wow, Leo, that's some cool shit, man. It's because right now, everything that I'm saying to you is triggering in you a response to questions that you've been asking or even thoughts you've been thinking already and haven't heard anyone else say. And you're going, oh, yeah, man. Dude, you're so saying it. Okay. That's all I'm here for. You make up your mind because you're on your own journey. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. But know that you're on a journey and be on that. To be human being, to be a human being is to be. Okay? Hence the term and the question from two hours ago. To be or not to be? That is the question. What was the, what was the, the, what was the be? To be what? That's the question that he's assuming you know the answer to when he says, Shakespeare, to be or not to be? That is the question. Okay. Well, what, okay, that is the question, but, but to be what? To be. A being. What is the definition of being? That is someone who is, who is to be. I am. That's why, in fact, Errol, the alien that didn't exist in, in Roswell, New Mexico, didn't call in their uh, way of life to them, the aliens living not on this planet, when they refer to what Ra refers to as the spirit, mind, body, complex, totality, okay, that what we are on a spiritual level, because they don't believe in spirituality, she doesn't believe that there is a creator, they, in a scientific way, refer to us as in is-be. In is-be, because we are being. So we as an individual, is a being. So I am an is be. So the function of being and their concept to describe what that function is as a spirit is an is be. Human being, I am being spiritual. I am spiritual. Do you see? So even this alien or the, or the CIA agent in the next room projecting his mind into this woman who wrote this down or her inventing all of this, that one statement tells of a higher thought process of consciousness that a woman in 1947 who didn't even realize in her own words that she had an immortal soul until the concept was put to her by an alien who everyone could say was just her in her mind. So she was delusional. So she was crazy, and she invented a character that was a split personality in her mind. This is a rational thought of someone who doesn't believe in anything, saying this now, not saying that this is what I believe. And she invented a character in her head who described what was going on philosophically, theologically, spiritually, and described that as being, as in his be, without saying being. 
And that concept opened up this entire way of thinking to this nurse that she might have an immortal soul and that there might be something larger in the universe by talking to this alien who you could say was just made up. The same thing happened with Carla. People say she's just making that shit up. She's saying the same shit. The very first thing Carla says, people could say, that was just a drug trip, man. Imagine that you're a thought. Imagine that you're a thought in the mind of the creator. That you're an, on a stage. And acting on a stage is a thought. Go back and read the very first session of the Law of One. Very, very first part of Law of One, session one. Read that. When Ra makes contact, before they even start asking questions, that's the message that Ra gives. Make that correlation. Okay. Imagine that your being is a thought, a manifestation in the mind of the creator. And that everything that you're doing is an illusion. Not unlike an actor on a stage pretending. Hmm. And then go to the Buddha and the Tao that was written thousands or 600 years before Jesus Christ was born. Both of those, 603 or four years before Jesus was born. In the Tao, in the Tao Di Chi, Lao Chi, said he, he who realizes this is an illusion and creates his own illusion will find freedom and be able to ascend. Uh-oh, what? 603, 604 BCE. That man uttered those words in China. All right, guys, that's enough of that for tonight. I still haven't read the other stuff that Peter was saying in the chat. I'm going to leave that for those of you who can read the chat because I don't want to get in trouble with the algorithm. It's been enough of what I'm saying. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Peter, I agree with what you're saying. And for those of you who are on the MP3 file, you're going to have to watch the MP4 file to see what Peter said in this last 40 minutes of the show in the chat <laughs> because he doesn't have a problem with going ahead down that road and yelling about politics and, and then he gets mad when they when they kick him off the air and he comes to me and then they, they deleted me and he gets upset and i do too when i get deleted i go yell at him and i'm like peter when you say those things dude the algorithm gets <laughs> you guys all right i love you guys almost eight i need to get dinner i've gone i was going to stop at seven I, was, I seriously was. I was going to stop at 6, but I kept going. You guys kept me going, and you keep me going. And that's why you haven't seen me drink any coffee. If I had to drink more coffee, we'd be here till 9. Right? I had one sip of coffee since noon. I brought it in here with me and sat down at 3 o'clock and took one sip of it before the show, and that was it. Right? Imagine if I were to drink coffee all the time. This is me not on caffeine. Right? All right, guys. I love you guys. <laughs> right? I know Peter says he's proud of who he is. I know you are, Peter. You should be. Right? I'm proud of who you are, too. And I love you for who you are. Because you have made my existence on this planet far more, far, far easier in the last 100,000 years than it would have been had you not come here with me. Know that, my brother. Know that. The Oracle talks about the battery very fondly. She understands the energy that you have even when you don't. Even when you're angry, even when you feel lost, you have an algorithm like the rest of us. We are human. So when you get down and you're, and you're in the late of uh, the wee hours of the morn and you're, and you're distraught, 
That's why I will do everything I can to try and help pick you back up because, my friend, when you're not and you're on, the energy that you bring to this world and to those around you is pales in comparison to the energy that anyone else that I've ever met can yield, except for things like the Christ and the Savior and things like that. And I don't tell you that often enough, and that's why I'm telling you that, Peter, my brother, that's why I'm telling you that right now here on air because I don't say it often enough, and sometimes we need to hear it. Okay. The only time I say it to you is when you're down. Tonight I know you're not down because of all the, how much you're fighting. And I'm going to tell it to you now. I love you, my brother. And without you, all of this would be a lot harder. The things that you've done and are doing will be remembered, if not in this lifetime, afterwards, and is being talked about. You know where, and you know by who. Okay. And you're a rock star like all the rest of us. And when we all get out of here, Every one of you are going to realize that you're a rock star just as much as everyone else. And you're going to go, oh, my God, we're all fucking rock stars. This is totally badass. We all did so much, but I don't remember half of it at the time. I didn't know any of it. So I couldn't remember everything I did in every lifetime. But you guys, all of you, you guys came here for a reason. And you've been doing it. You just don't remember it. Peter and I and millions like us are here to wake you up and remind you of what you came here for and why you came here and the sacrifice you've made, okay? I love you guys. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving because I probably won't be on the air before that. If you're American, um, you, you're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving coming up next Thursday. Um, for the rest of you around the world, I'm not sure if you guys have anything like that, um, especially on the Thanksgiving is an American uh, uh, holiday. Um, it was where we all give thanks. Uh, for everything in the third world and everything that we have and our freedoms and our lives and our loves and, and we party and eat too much food and kill turkeys. <laughs> we don't just kill turkeys, we eat them. I'm not having a turkey this year, guys. I'm killing a pig. I'm having pork. <laughs> My family does usually used to do a turkey and a, and a ham. Some people don't like ham. Some people didn't like the turkey, so we would do both. We killed a pig and a turkey. I'm just killing a pig this time and some, and some roughage and some potatoes and in a few yams. All right, guys. I love you guys. Right? Have a great holiday. I'll see you guys on Black Friday. I will be on the air to talk about spiritualism instead of buying into that religion, running out and spending my hard-earned money, buying shit I don't really need at a price I shouldn't be fucking paying for. <laughs> right? Those of you who are going to do it, more on to you. I hope you find some good deals. I hope you get some great shit. And, and tell us all about it. I'll be saving my money uh, on Black Friday. I was in retail. I know what it was about. That's why I went and started talking about that at the beginning of the show to try and detour some of you guys. But those of you who are going after that shit, mass hysteria is what they create on purpose to get you to pay the high prices for everything that they want you to pay for. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Have a great uh, holiday. Those of you around the world, again, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. I love you guys. Peace. <laughs>